You know what this is like? It's like those old movies we both love. Now I'm going to tell you my whole plan, and then I'm going to come up with some absurd and convoluted way to kill you, and you'll find an equally convoluted way to escape. Sounds good to me. Well, this ain't that kind of movie. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me today is... Luke. Followed by... Ralph. Ah, I'm just going to say... I'm saying your names instead of you guys. Okay. Um, from now on, I think. What did I do wrong? <laughs> You're associated with him. <laughs> he fucks up for all of you. He's the rotten apple that poisons the well or whatever the saying goes. Uh, this is episode number 190. 190. We're close to 200, guys. Um, and this episode, we're going to review three films. These three films were chosen by Luke here. I don't know why he chose them, but he felt like we needed a good time. You wanted good time movies. Feel good movies. Same feel difference. Feel good. Good time and feel good wait, movies. What? I feel like they're the same thing. Does, no? Is, is that... Wait, what? No. Hold on. Wait. Say that okay. again? Feel what? good movies. No, 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 no. no. What, what Oscar said, said, right? two things, yeah. Oscar's over here talking in circles. So. <laughs> what, did you, what did you say, Oscar? I said good time movies. Are... You are said, what you said? Good time movies or feel good movies or whatever? They're the same. Yeah, thing? the same thing. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, why not? No. Good. If you're having a good time, that's a feel good movie. But if it's a feel good movie, that doesn't necessarily mean you have a good time. Oh, yes, of course it does mean that. No, it doesn't. no. I agree with Ralph on this. I'm sorry. I mean, you can't. So you're saying that there are feel good movies of that course, you yeah. don't like? Then they're not feel good movies. How's this right now? Just about every Christmas movie is a feel good movie, and you guys don't like every Christmas movie. That's no, no, no. But the trash. ones that I do like are the feel good movies. Sure, the ones that I good, don't like are not feel movies, good movies. They are good feel good movies. That's exactly what it is. They make you feel good. But the thing is, you. I was don't talking like very. It. No, I was talking intimately <laughs> to what we're. I'm like. I mean, literally. I don't mean the, some genre. This is not a real oh. genre. Those movies are Leo. <laughs> <laughs> the latest animated film out of Netflix. Wait, wait, wait. Honestly, I already forgot the fucking plot. Uh, it's the one wait, Adam Sandler did, that's right? The middle, that's the Indian movie? No. And you know this. Yeah, there is uh, there is two Leos out there. <laughs> so you know. Um, but I can also, watch it in like seven different languages. <laughs> we're reviewing Taika Waititi's latest film as well. He makes a lot of projects. This guy never stops working. Uh, it's Next Goal Wins. Starring Michael Fassbender. Two Michael Fassbender reviews in a row, right? Is that in a row? We did The Killer yeah, last? Yeah, The Killer was last week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow, The Fassbender is back strong. He was gone for a little while. Now he's back two movies in a row. Fast bending his heart out. Both movies in theaters. Oh, wait, The Killer's not in theaters anymore. Anyway, whatever. And last but not least, we're reviewing Ridley Scott's latest film. Another prolific guy. He makes a movie a year, give or take. Napoleon, starting um, Joaquin Phoenix. And Vanessa Kirby. This is all off the top of my head. Anyway, you can always find this episode over at otherpodcast.com. Please check it out. Uh, not to mention sending us a, a ratings review on iTunes. That would be great. I never mentioned that one. Also, another uh, little thing that I like to mention that it's kind of rare. I never really mentioned it. It's a good little device we have. In at least Pocket Cast, the way our shows come up there. I don't know about every place. Um, you can you actually, you can, not only do we have itemized t- timestamps, so you can avoid spoilers, everyone. So you can skip around to the review you want to listen to. But further than that, you can actually click on it to skip around on those timestamps. You don't have to actually like scroll and find the right timestamp if you're ever curious about how that works. A Pocket Cast, for somebody just does it for you. At least it does for me. I just click on the time that I want to skip to. It's great. I love it um, because they're all available for everyone in every show notes. So check that out, guys. 
Uh, again, that's otherpodcast.com. All of our episodes there, at 189 of them. Um, Luke, how you been lately? Are you gearing up? This is December 1st. We're recording this. So are you gearing up for Christmas? I know that means for all of us, for all of us here, it means a lot more work. Is that what it means to you? Is that all you see December as? Of course, always more work, more family, more everything. More family, like family, like wow. fly in. Is that what you mean? Uh, obligations to see them. Oh, <laughs> obligations to see them. He's not wrong. I can see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you're mean, being obligated right now before we t- to see your family before we spoke. No, uh, I'm not doing it, but they they want me to do it. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, family. My mom texted me about coming over to the house again. I was just there a few days ago uh-huh. to see them before they leave on Tuesday for their two-week trip. I'm like, I'll just see you when you get back from your trip. <laughs> Let's be thinking. And obviously, I didn't say that to her. Um, I may go, maybe, but I'm, I'm in the middle of the longest work week ever. So, um, Not in the middle. I just started, so it's even worse. Okay. Anyway, uh, Luke, anything um, you want to talk about or report? Um. Honestly, it's been pretty uneventful, aside from me going to see Kiss again. How many times have you seen Kiss? This is the second and last time I'll ever see him. Why Why you say the last time? Because you are done with it? Or no, they because they're going to die? The, the band is done, essentially. This is their last tour. Are you saying they've never done a last tour before? They well, they they're they're mm. up there in age, mm. so they pretty much mm-hmm. said this is the end of the band, but not the brand. Oh, wow, that's okay. Yeah, so I think well, after a little uh, cute, but yeah. whatever. After our show, they did one more show somewhere else, and I think then there's two show final shows in New York. They're having a whole Kiss takeover, and then that's it. <laughs> okay, that sounds that sounds delightful for Kiss fans or for live music enthusiasts in general. Honestly, yeah, there's actually a lot of good concerts coming up next year. I'm excited for. Look at that, Luke's got shit planned as usual. He always goes to concerts, though. He's a big concert yeah. guy. He goes more to concerts than any of our friends combined put together. Like, even times two, I think. Uh, you can multiply that by some number, and it'll still be Probably. pretty good. Uh, Raf, what about you? Anything you want to talk about or report? I know your season's coming up pretty strong, right? I assume the same. For what? For work and shit? You're going to be working a lot more, I'm guessing. I have been, uh, slowly. But at the same time, I like. I feel like it's such a mix of both. Like, I want to work, but at the same time, I don't want to, you know... I have a life, so I don't know. I don't want to be stuck just working. You got big life stuff happening this month that you want to, like, you're gearing up for? I'm just busy on the weekends. My 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 family's off on the weekends, so it's harder for me to, and I don't have any, I don't share any days off with them this, this time around. Mm-hmm. So now it's like those days really become hectic for me where I have to do a lot more on the weekends or a lot more on those days. And uh, on top of like, well, now I have to do overtime. And there's there's time to do it. It's just it's limited, and I have to like adjust yeah. more stuff. It's just kind of annoying. And then because I took the holidays off this year, that's why I took my days off for work, um, so I don't have to worry about them. But it's uh, both holidays, like both this uh, Christmas and New Year's, or just yeah, yeah. So like, I have those days off, so like I don't hmm. have to worry about them, you know. Um, but. This way, I um, this way I don't have to worry about them. But the reality is, it's also like um, since the, those are the days off, and I kind of do my overtime. If I if I can't stay late, I kind of have to, you know, like coming on my days off. I'm not coming in those days, <laughs> obviously. It's the holidays, like that's, that's, <laughs> right, right. No, purpose yeah. I took them off for. Um, but yeah, it's uh, besides that, I'm not Luke, where I don't want to just 
live at work and how <laughs> hot that they give you. I'm no, I've reduced my OT intake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, we don't believe you. Anyway, yeah. Besides that, really, I just been, um, yeah, just going through the motions. Of, yeah, uh, you know, um, holiday season stuff. For sure. Um, I know that's, uh, I don't want to add to your plate necessarily, but I'm doing this by myself anyway. But I, I'm asking an additional, you want, we can do it together if you want. Um, you know, work is also getting very hectic. I'm getting a lot of hours, obviously, which is desirable for a lot of people. Not for me so much. I don't like working so much. <laughs> it's going to be like 10 hours every day until I'm in the middle. Of, like I said, I just started my work week and it's going to suck. Um, very busy. Um, they really fixed up that museum. Super nice, though. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I, I I'm gonna go know. on the tenth. I'm gonna go on the tenth. Uh, yeah, I think you mentioned that. Maybe. Um, I, I want to. I'm definitely gonna go this month before. Obviously, they take everything down for the Christmas holiday stuff. They really look. Everything looks super nice. I, yeah. I, did, I did an event last week overnight there, and I actually saw more of the area. Again, I'm right there. I could have seen it whenever I wanted to, but from you, I just go straight to work and leave it. But. Um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend like a, a day or something and, do, and just check everything out. Uh, really, they decked it up. They have trees from all over the world, like the Christmas trees. Uh, Decks those halls, huh? <laughs> in the traditions of uh, all the countries. I don't know how many there are, but there are a lot of trees. So, a lot of cool stuff. Anyway. Very Yule of them. Very, very much so. Um, yeah, some pretty cool stuff. There's an event also, a work event, that is for the workers there. So, like, we're going to get to enjoy... Ideally, if I make it. Um, last time I got screwed over, there was a Halloween event that I was so like psyched up for. Like, oh, I want to actually... An event for the workers, right? Um, at the museum for Halloween, right? I was like excited. Like, oh, yeah, I'll dress up. It'd be nice. It'd be cool. Um, ended up having to work that day. Work the event for the other co-workers. <laughs> and I had no choice. Yeah. So it was like yeah. weird. I hope that doesn't happen again. As far as I know, it hasn't. It's not a truism yet, but I don't know. See, uh, anyway, that's what's been happening. Now we'll get into some recent discoveries. Uh, Luke, you saw again two movies. But it looks like three here. Uh, yeah, I know. One of the long title. So long, long, long title. All right, what are your movies? <laughs> well, I also decided to go see this uh, Christmas movie that you saw last time, mm-hmm. The Holdovers. And I do agree. It, it has very Christmas-y vibes. Right. Yeah, but right. nonetheless, it is still an Alexander Payne movie. Well, it can be an Alexander Payne movie and be a Christmas time movie. Mm, no. But uh, Paul Giamatti, he still got it. He still got it. As what? Uh, just being a bitter old man. He's definitely good at that. Yes. Yeah. He found his niche. I mean... Too many people, he's found that niche for a while now, since the 2000s, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, fun movie, very, uh, I guess, has a little heart to it, has some little explosive, you know, ha-ha moments, but for the most part, uh, pretty, uh, I don't know, what's the right word for it? Yeah, pretty I don't know. tame, I don't know, like tame, but, you know. Tame? It's like a straight line. It's got its little moments of you know, it goes up and down, but it's pretty a consistently good movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, those things are true. I don't know what that means, tame for it, but yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Um. All right. I'm so you, you're a fan. Yes, definitely a fan. This is okay. a good one. Good. 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 I'm glad to hear. All right, and then actually mm-hmm. just earlier today, I went to see. Make sure I get the whole title in. 
The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Oh, it's plural? Yeah, I, I had to double check it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought it was Ballad of like Songbird and Snake. And, like, no, Songbirds like... and Snakes. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if I like that title more. I think I like it less. Yeah, so this is essentially a prequel to... It starts off uh, with the 10th anniversary of The Hunger Games. Okay, so not and the very first one. I thought it was the very first one for some reason. No, it's essentially like during like the 10th year, they were trying to like change up the games because I guess viewership wasn't a big thing. So, yeah. <laughs> right, it's a capitalist society still. Yeah. But the whole thing <laughs> is about uh, the director Snow and it revolves around him and it's segmented into three different parts. Oh, really? Of his life and to... To kind of make it how he became who he was in the actual Hunger Game movies that we saw like a decade ago. Yeah, it's been a decade, yeah, at least. So, um, it was okay. Nothing great. It's a uh, guy's like a light switch. His, his uh, the character, like, oh, this happened, and now I'm just gonna be like, oh, wasn't too much of a fan of it. I guess if you like Hunger Games and all those books and stuff, you might have enjoyed it more than I did, but yeah, it was alright. So you're, you watch this not being a fan of the Hunger Games? I liked the first movies. The first movie? or movie, Like all four? Or, yeah, or? It's stretching it, I guess. What do you mean? Okay, well, I'm just curious. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's a good plot. I just wanted to, you know, it's... Like, I I, did time. you read the books? I don't know. Do you know the books? I read one of them. I assume the first one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And, and not this one, the prequel one that came after. Wait, this is also based on a book? Yeah, she wrote a book about it, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe I'll be a completist and read the book instead of watching the movie, because uh, I read all the books. So. Oh, well, you should do that, then. I okay. didn't know there was a... I mean, again, I don't follow lore of Hunger Games. Like, I read the trilogy and I was done, you know? <laughs> For me. Yeah, thing. she wrote it... Well, she wrote it, I think, well afterwards, so... Oh, no, I'm, so, I'm sure she still wrote it after. I just... Yeah. Just didn't know it existed as a book. I thought it was just like a a movie only thing, you know. Uh, cash grabbing. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they're still cash grabbing. The more uh, there, it's a little less, uh, a little less egregious that is still based on a book. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're you're saying you're mixed or you don't like it? Uh, uh, so I am mixed because I don't like the characters knowing how his progression was. I think it's a dumb character to focus, honestly. Yeah, but so they try to you know give you his whole backstory. And I don't want to spoil it, but right, right, right. The Hunger Games were a lot more, I guess, grittier. <laughs> well, yeah, they're not high tech and shit, right? Yeah, like I they have, like they have like these like semi kind of like oh we're gonna repurpose these war drones to like deliver them fucking water, and these things are just a, a catastrophe. Mm. Or like. <laughs> like okay, this is gonna be a spot. One of the people they choose to be in the Hunger Games that gets uh-huh. drawn. Uh-huh. It's a girl with Down syndrome. Really? Yeah, and you're just like, oh, oh, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, thematically, there's, I'm sure there's a, a a a horrifying way to do that, like a tie-in that'd be so fucked up. I don't think the Hunger Games has ever been that mature in its themes to actually pull that off. So I'm gonna go with that's cringy. Yeah, it was. That sounds like, cringy. Oh, okay. Now I'm not so sure. Uh, I still might read the book. Um. Yeah, general because they're they're fun books. They're pop culture. They're just pop books. Yeah. They're easy to read, easy to consume. Um, and books are often better in this sense. Um, okay, 
All right. Thank you. I just wanted some kind of notion of what this movie was yeah. about. All right. So that's what you've been watching. Roth, you and I have saw something. Why don't you give us a little thing on that? Yeah. <laughs> we saw a movie. Yeah, if you want to call this a movie. Uh, this is a uh, uh, supposedly com- comedy. No, sorry. Horror mystery thriller according to IMDb. I say comedy because I had a great time laughing at this movie. Um, this is uh, Eli Roth's latest film, uh, Thanksgiving, um, directed by Eli Roth and written as well, along with uh, Jeff Rundell, written with. Um, this stars Patrick Dempsey, uh, Ty Olson, sure, Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon. Uh, mm-hmm. Gershon. Sorry. Sorry. There's, there's no accent on the O there, so I can't. I'm just going to read how I said Well, that's why I've always heard it, so I could be wrong too, I guess. Everybody could be wrong. Right. Uh, Rick Hoffman, Karen Cliche, or Cliche. Um, now, uh, Verlack, um, Gabriel Davenport, a couple other people. I've seen somebody else here. Uh, oh, Tim Dillon. He's a comedian. I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, this was, uh, that Thanksgiving horror movie that, uh, was, uh, looked, looked just out there. Like, as like, it's just going to be one of those, um, uh, it reminded me a lot of, um, I don't know if you remember this one. Uh, My Bloody Valentine. Do you remember My Bloody Valentine? I've seen that. I've seen it in 3D, too. Yeah, yeah me too. That's one of those uh, 3D gimmick movies, you know, that came out. Uh-huh. Uh, it was fun for what it was. I thought it, I thought so, too. I thought it 3D was, is uh, not a gimmick. It just needs time. Well, it was usually a gimmick for that movie. So <laughs> yeah, gimmick. real heavily. I mean, to the point where, like, I think the axe is pointing, like, actually. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's really egregious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like uh, it's in that vein, in that, like, area of thing. Um. What's it called? Uh, so, um, but yeah, it's, I thought it was funny and the horror aspect of how just ridiculous this it is. Um, there's never a point where I'm actually like, nor do I care. I don't feel like I care about any of the characters here. Um, but uh, for the horror aspect, I feel like it's uh, a, uh, I'll, I'll read the quick description, which is uh, after a Black Friday riot. Uh, ends in tragedy. A mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts. Oh, the that riot, the man! Holiday. That riot. I mean, it, it okay, makes we were the of, only ones laughing at the right times in that so movie. I was talking to. We saw it with our brother, also, right? There, yeah. And um, I was telling him, I go, I don't, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I was like, was were me and Oscar the only ones laughing? I mean, I saw him smile. Yeah, me, me and you were like. We're laughing out loud. Yeah, yeah, we really were. And he's like, "No, the girls next to us were laughing. Uh, they were just like holding their laughter back because they like maybe we shouldn't be laughing." Like, no, why movie. not? Who it's cares? a ridiculous it's movie, a ridic- right? Exactly. I don't uh, know. I, I really didn't know how what tone it would take. Yeah, but it I. is cartoon horror. Yeah, it is, and I love how it's just like. But I, what I do like about it a, a lot is is that it's just. It sticks to its guns. It never strays from like, oh, we're gonna go from this to this. I don't. Feel, at least I don't feel like it does at any point. It just sticks the whole time of the the whole. Uh, well, mm. uh, um, what it what it's doing um, with the movie. Don't get me wrong. Some of it is. This movie is a one star movie. So, it's not a good movie. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying for what for what it's no, doing no, no. is like, yeah, I know what you're saying. It, it's a bad movie. I know that. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is like, it's like a, because it's comically like or cartoonish like horror in that aspect it makes it fun to watch like it makes it fun to see those scenes it makes it fun to see those those and then everyone's trying no one's there like oh we're making a bad movie you know that's the thing that's that's what makes it in the end like a fun movie to watch in my opinion i'm out at least the one time again i don't have to rewatch this movie anytime soon and this is i think a movie you watch with like a crowd of people just to laugh at it 
in my opinion, or just to have a good time. Again, but um, it felt like people didn't know if, whether or not they should laugh. I don't know why people weren't. We were the only ones loud or at all laughing. Yeah, yeah. In that theater. Yeah, we were. And I'm not really in a, a boisterous crowd goer either. I'm not like super into reacting everything. No, I know. But like, I, oh, you are. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but I laughed, you know? I had a similar problem with a movie I'll be talking about here too in a minute. But uh, I think uh, it speaks negatively to society if. Eli Roth's movies are making more sense as time goes because he's a terrible filmmaker. <laughs> you know, he's not good. You think he'd be getting better, but his high, this highlight was still just hostile. That's it. His high, day, his heyday was hostile, hostile two, which is better than hostile one in my opinion. And the only real good movie he made, uh, I like Cabin Fever, his his very first movie. But um, you know, this is you know this is movie. This movie is based on that trailer, the fake trailer in Grindhouse. Right, Ralph? Yeah, I thought that's what... Because he directed I, that fake trailer. I remember That's why that. the cheerleader with the jumping thing was in yeah, that movie yeah. as well. Yeah, that's yeah. why there's a, a an actual person cooked like a turkey in this movie. Yeah. That was in the trailer. I, so I remember it was from mm-hmm. somewhere. I just couldn't remember from where Same it was. getup, too. It, was like, it looked like there was modern day Plymouth with the guy with the belt buckle. Because it, like it was like a preview in a movie, right? Mm-hmm. right? It was a fake movie. preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right after the don't go into the house, the don't. <laughs> the Edgar Wright trailer that he made. Uh, that's a wacky movie, Grindhouse, but it's clearly inspired some pretty shitty movies, including Machete and this movie are the only two I can think of that has been made into actual movies. At this point, I want to see Edgar Rice Don't, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I want to see whatever else they made up in that fake movie trailer stuff. Anyway, interesting movie nonetheless. It was a fun time, but it's a bad movie. Hard to recommend. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, hard to do that. Anyway, but uh, anyway, you have another movie. I do. Um, the other movie I saw... Which is uh, <laughs> far from Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's, oh God! Uh, yeah, I mean, it starts with a T, so I guess that's about the same. It's uh, trolls band together. Um, my son wanted. Well, to watch the it. the art of Thanksgiving is coming together, right? Yeah, gathering. I, mean, I right? guess so. You're yeah, not wrong. So, so this fine. is, uh, I think, this is the third installment. Oh, this is the third. I thought this was the second. I think it's the third. It I mean, I'm not good second. with this kid. I movie think stuff. it's the third. I. I if there's a second, I don't remember it. So I, if I did watch it, regardless, I'm going to read the quick description. Tell you, um, this is a. It says Poppy discovers the branch. Uh, that branch was one part, once part of a boy band, uh, Brozone, and his brothers Floyd. With his brothers Floyd, John Dory, Spruce, and Clay, when Floyd is kidnapped, Branch and Poppy embark on a journey to reunite his two brothers um, and rescue Floyd. Sounds needlessly um, complicated. Very much so. It's 100% complicated. And they, they know it and they make fun of it um, throughout the movie. So uh, obviously it's an animated movie. So all the voice actors, um, Poppy and Branch are two main people, are uh, Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake. And um, then you have uh, Tiny Diamond, which is played by Keenan Thompson. Uh, Walt Dorn, King Peppy. Uh, who else? Let me see. Ron Funches is Cooper. Hmm. Uh, I did Nayar is uh, Guy Diamond. Uh, Anderson Pock. Uh, is uh, Prince D. Hold on, let me see. Uh, John Dory is Eric Andre. Uh, they were supposed to have um, some other... Yeah, but there's 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 a bunch of people. Camilla Cabello is in here for Viva. Kid Cudi is in here for Clay. There's a lot of, like, bigger, like, you know, obviously like, artists and stuff like that. But this is also, like, Justin Timberlake's, like, oh, hey, my, my band is having a new a new album or a new whatever NSYNC is. And uh, we're going to just basically promote it in, the, in the, the franchise movie I'm in kind of scenario, um, which they totally do. 
Well, I mean, that's kind of what the first movie wasn't it? I mean, I don't remember. I saw the first one. I just don't remember any of it. I remember the song because it was a catchy song. Yeah, but this literally. is like literally the movie is them like oh well somebody's in trouble and the, obviously which is the description. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the brothers are in trouble and they have to go save them. And basically, it, they try to get the band together and they explain why they broke up and all this stuff. But it's getting mm-hmm. a band back together and making like music again, right? Which How much is, cooler would it be if it was the actual in sync, like other bandmates doing the voices? Right, exactly. Which is well, they I think they did the uh, the album for it, like the soundtrack. Oh, okay, but it is them. It is basically saying that, like it's talking about them, and then they make obviously a lot of references to boy bands, um, like actual bands in the uh, real in the real world, not the, but they have their own trolls version of them, right? Um, that they have their different names and stuff like that, like. Uh, Boys to Men and Backstreet Boys and stuff like that. Right, right. And Sync. All that stuff. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of like little nods and shakes to all those references. Um, it's. I'll tell you something right now. What I was more impressed about this movie, the movie's just okay. Uh, I'll leave it at that because if you don't know what's going on in the Trolls franchise, then it's you don't really need to either. It's just, <laughs> a, just, an ex, ex, okay. uh, just a, a snapshot of things. You just know that people know each other at this point. Sure. Uh, there is one key thing in the movie that you're like, that doesn't make sense to this, and they make a reference to like the first movie, but that's about it. Um, okay. What you what I, what I was very impressed is uh, my movie theater had maybe like I don't know, no more than twenty people, I would say, and uh, but a lot of kids, a lot of them were kids, and all the kids were, and it was like mixed race, mixed uh, ages, uh, I would say even like fifteen and under, and obviously adults, um, right. but. They were they were having a great time with the music. They were had they were pumped. They were up in their seats. They were moving around, and it wasn't just like I'm like you know like tired of sitting kind of situation. It was like no, the music was like pumping them up. They were like really excited, and I was like, oh wow, like it's insane how boy bands just really get people going. Like it's like that type of music that pop now if they were, if it was subliminal, they would be starting a riot. And so them. I told my or <laughs> joining the navy. I looked over I'm my wife the and navy. I, I, I really did say I, I said Ivan and Yaj. No way, that is such a good reference. That's I good. mean, and I was like, this is like insane. Like it's it's. I'm like wow, like it's you didn't. I would never think it was like that. I know I know my son likes stuff like that. Like he likes BTS and stuff like that. But so going Back into it, I was school? like, he's gonna. He's he's going. Uh, I knew he was gonna like like the music, but he was super excited dancing. And then at the very end, they were dancing at the credits and everything. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. like this is like like it is that kind of level, and you can see why it's still pro- prominent uh, for movies and just music. Look up over the new age of young people. Young right, people. right, very much so, no. very much it's so. They're minions right now, right? I would say so. Yeah, I think right. it's also uh, your son's probably too tro- old for minions. Tro- Trolls is a uh, DreamWorks. No, he likes minions. He no, likes, but like no, but like he wasn't there doing its heyday because he no, he was wasn't not born yet. It was an infant, no, or, no, no, right, right, right. He wouldn't be able to enjoy it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's his trolls. It's his minions. Sorry, I meant to say. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's uh, trolls band together. Yep. Not a bad title. I like that better than trolls two or three. I guess I didn't know it was, a, it was a two already. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the yeah. other one's called Trolls World Tour. Oh, that's cool. I like one World the, Tour. Great. That's but I one. never saw it. <laughs> so yeah right 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 okay so obviously i saw thanksgiving as well i'm gonna move on to another theater another movie in theaters right now i saw emerald fennell's latest film Saltburn. <laughs> all one word a student at oxford university finds himself drawn into the world of a charming and aristocratic classmate who invites him to his eccentric family sprawling estate for a summer never to be forgotten 
Dude, never is right. This movie stars Barry <laughs> Keoghan, um, famous famous from a lot of movies, uh, including uh, something of a sacred deer. What's that movie? Uh, and then killing he of a did sacred deer. killing of a sacred deer. Thank you. And <clears throat> also, he was in uh, was it last year's um, Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, he yeah, like, he was like the third fiddle character yeah, yeah. in that movie. Also, very very good acting. I think he's a great actor. Very, I mean, I can't wait to see. I mean, he's very young, so he's going to do a lot of great oh. work. Can only imagine. This movie also stars Jacob Elordi, the guy who played uh, Elvis in the new Priscilla movie. Oh, Lordy! And obviously, he's from Euphoria as well, where I know yeah. him from. Uh, this is movie made by the pers- by made by the the filmmaker that did uh, Promising Young Woman. Remember that movie? I do. Yeah, that was a good. I movie. don't. I love that movie. That was the, that was the driving force for me to watch this movie. That was the only reason I wanted to see this movie. The trailer. I saw the trailer before. It looked okay. I didn't. I didn't look amazing. It didn't look bad. It was just one of those like, oh. But the filmmaker is what got me into these to the to the theater. And well, this movie is polo rising as fuck. This movie, it starts as one thing, and it ends on a completely different other thing. It's one of those kind of movies where, like, um, it, it really starts off with this love. I don't want to say loving relationship because it's not that at all. It's about uh, Barry Keoghan's character who is a middle class or poor, I guess, poor to the rich version uh, uh oxford student who's there on scholarship befriends this really rich guy and he gets invited for the summer uh, but but it's like an open-ended summer like he could be there technically for as long as he wants um invitation to live with his family at this uh, estate called saltburn that's the name of the estate and from there things get much more intimate but intimate weird intimate bizarre like uh, these characters are different levels of like ignorant to like slap happy to just like douchebags and the kind of you know the kind of like douchebaggeriness you might expect from ignorant people that are in the first in the one percent of the of the of the masses right like they're ignorant to a lot of things that we obviously people on the low end uh wait understand way more than they do right uh so it has a lot of class stuff in the movie but it isn't about that at all it's really about uh, Keoghan's character and Lordy's character like mulling, marinating they're doing something, it's going to something, it's driving towards something and things get revealed, secrets get upended it is like one thing after another, this character is very bizarre, like he'll act very dominating and possessive and in one way and then he'll be meager and weak and sorry sorry sorry, the next scene and it's hard to pinpoint what's going on in the movie, of course, until the very end. I don't even mean the third act. I mean, like, there's a reveal that changes a lot of the movie. Um, did I like it? I did, because I thought I already, by, by the third of the movie, I knew this movie was, like, going to crazy places. I knew it was borderline ridiculous, and I was down for the, for the thrill ride that it was going to be. I just didn't know what it was going to be entirely, right? Until that reveal, like I said, I'm not going to spoil it here, but that reveal made, made it just so much more fun to watch. It wasn't like, I, I see a lot of people online hating this movie, and, it, and I get it. It's easily hateable movie. Like I, It's hard to recommend this movie. 
it's not for everyone. It's not for most people. It's a bizarre movie. It isn't Promising Young Woman, in my opinion. Like, Promising Young Woman, like, is much more of a important film for me in many ways. And so on. And I think it holds much more better together as a more coherent story. Soul Point is not so much so. Um, like I said, it has an ending that you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, what, why or how is that even a thing, you know? Um, by the time you get there, like, if you're not down for the ride, you were going to hate You were hating this movie the whole time. Oh, and okay. I wasn't. So it's a, it's a weird mix. It's a weird movie. It's not for everyone, but uh, I do overall recommend it if you're interested in something um, you've never seen before. You'll see some scenes in this movie that you've never seen before. Um, and that alone is fun to watch, in my opinion. So that's Saltburn currently in theaters right now. It's Emerald Fennell's latest film. Um, it won't be in theaters for very long. It, again, it's not holding well with reviews and people and audiences, but uh, whenever it comes out on streaming at some point, I kind of I lightly recommend it. Again, if you're into crazy shit as there's some cringe there's some awkward there's some horrifying stuff in this movie if you like any of that stuff or you're not afraid of it i recommend it so saltburn check it out uh i have uh now i have a distributor for this you know i don't know i'm sorry i don't have it up here um do i have it up here uh oh it's listed as a comedy drama and thriller that makes sense (laughs) that makes sense i was oh that's the other thing for this movie i was the only one laughing in that theater (laughs) so twice (laughs) yeah twice yeah I was the only one laughing. Now there was a uh, there was like this um, this queer couple, like a couple of streets, or, a couple of streets, a couple of seats <laughs> arose over. Yeah, you got great vision. <laughs> and uh, and they were like chuckling at a few things, only because they were you close were? enough for me to hear it. Uh, okay. That's the only reason I think. So maybe other people, people were like, uh, silent laugh, like they'll hold their laugh. Maybe, back. but I was like, what? The? Like it was so surprising. Some of the stuff, like how do you not react to it? You know. So I, I found it more. Production companies are yeah. What is Lie it? Still, Lucky Chap, and MRC film. I guess MRC. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't. Know. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, so I have one more. Well, not one more. I have three more things, but like they're not super long. Um, I I've been watching or rewatching very very old movies that are considered to be um, high end movies in some way. Uh, highfalutin movies. Let's call it. Let's call it snob movies. They're not really snob movies. They're really good movies in their they're own Oscar way. movies. Um, see, all you, all I heard you say is that you're uneducated and you are jealous. That's all I heard you say right there. Nope. Um, we well, should be because you're an asshole for not even understanding what I'm talking about because you haven't seen them. Seen so how can you say that? Anyway, one movie I saw was Coffee and Cigarettes. And I haven't seen this movie in a long, long time. I mean, oh, I, I was about to say, I was like, I could have sworn you right. Saw yeah, this movie. Sure we yeah. I'm just, I'm just naming a few here. That's fine. So a series of vignettes that are all coffee and cigarettes in common. That's all it is. It's a bunch of short little films, all conversation over people, two people, usually two, could be three, could be, you know, um, having conversations over coffee and cigarettes. And this has like a big ass cast of people that of, of its time were like huge, obviously. Roberto Benigni, Stephen Wright, uh, Steve Buscemi, Iggy Pop, Tom Waits. These are all big fucking names. A lot of them are not uh, well known. I'm skipping those for the moment only because I assume you guys wouldn't know. Jack White's in this. Kate Blanchett's in this. Alfred Molina's in this, Stephen Coogan's in this, Rizza's in this, Bill Murray. Actually, they're together in that scene. Um, really interesting thing where like it's like a chill-out movie. One of those king of chill-out or hangout movies where you just sit there and watch these characters have either interesting or goofball or out-of-left-field conversations over coffee and cigarettes. It's a very simple premise, and they're all segmented. You can literally stop whenever. It's almost episodic, but it is into one movie. Um, and I, I wanted to see if I still love the movie as I did the first time. 
And because this is Jim Jarmusch, he's a strange filmmaker. I don't love all his stuff. I do love most of it, and I still very much love this movie. So I do kind of recommend it. These are all on Max, uh-huh. by the way. Oh, that's Because cool. Max has a big. Qual- uh, I mean, one thing they still have is that the, those old, not Turner Classic movies, but those older like movies like this that they still have a big catalog. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this so. qualifies for Turner Classic, but yeah. No, no, it's not Turner Classic, but it's like Turner Classic like. You yeah, know. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's 2003. So. Right, right. 2000, right, 2003, right. But it's still considered one of those. Like, no, no, right, I understand. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it's 20 years ago. You're not wrong. Uh, next up, I see. I saw My Dinner with Andre, which is a movie I technically, is, I would say this is my first time because I've only seen real just clips throughout the years um, and one for school. I don't think I ever saw the full thing in one sitting. Two old friends meet for dinner as one tells anecdotes detailing his experiences. The other notices their differing worldviews. It's a strange movie for sure. Stars Wallace Shawn, who, who if you've seen his face, you'll be like, I know that guy. He's been in 20 things that I've seen. And Andre Ge- Gregory, who is probably less well-known. This is from 1981. Has anyone heard of this movie, My Dinner with Andre? It sounds very familiar. Yeah, it likewise. Is, it is a Criterion Collection type movie. It is on their collection. So if you, I don't know if that means a lot for you guys. But this is a movie where the entire movie the entire runtime, which is, let me check here. Why isn't it super available? It's, it's an hour 50. Hour 50. I got. I just got it right when you said it. Um, it's one long conversation over dinner. It is one conversation over dinner. And it's, uh, it is broken up, uh, give or take. It does like, you, you do get the notion that they've been there for many hours. So it's not like one straight conversation, but it feels like one straight conversation about these two people that were old friends or like job acquaintances, but like dear friends still, and they haven't met in a long time. And that that connection, that kind of like intimate, but not, but also separate connection about these two old friends meeting again after a long time, uh, how that brings weight to it. And it's really about a lot of things. It's not about life, but it is about life. And it is uh, a fascinating conversation to watch. These actors do an amazing job, obviously, with just this two simple two shot in a fucking restaurant, the whole movie. Um, there's a bit of voiceover in the beginning at the end, of course, uh, because my dinner with Andre, meaning one character's point of view is the rain, you know, the main thing here. Um, but check it out, guys. I do recommend it highly. This is also on Max as well. And, uh, it is a conversation. Like I said, there's no action. There's no nothing like that. At, uh, but the, the ten, there's no tension necessarily either. It's all interesting conversation happening that you could have yourself with an old friend at any time, you know, kind of has that feeling for yeah. me anyway. This movie has been aped and has been referenced many, many, many times. And a lot of things has been copied many times as well. And this is the original of that. So uh, I'm glad I still really like this movie. Uh, next up here, um, I took advantage of that amazing Criterion Collection sale. And I bought one Blu-ray called Rafifi. Has anyone heard of this movie? I thought you bought more than one Blu-ray. No, this is one of them. Oh, okay. Um, has anyone heard of Rafifi? I've no. heard of it now. Uh, it's from 1955. They had it movies is, back then? Yes, they did. This is a French movie, although made by an American, but it was in, in French with French actors. Uh, four men plan a technical, a technically perfect crime, but the human element intervenes. Uh, this movie says a bunch of people. Uh, can I, I mean, why even say it? Jules Dassin, Jules Dassin is the, the filmmaker. It says a bunch of people that you guys never heard of, so... Uh, this is considered to be not. It's not the first, but it's considered to be the most, uh, the first perfect heist movie. This is a heist movie. Um, is it on par with Ocean's Eleven? Of course, 
no one would say that. Only because Ocean's Eleven wouldn't exist, maybe, if Rafifi didn't exist. Is one of those kind of movies. It's like uh, the Citizen Kane of heist movies. So think of it that way, maybe, right? Where a lot of people pay homage or tribute. And in fact, if you watch this movie, guys, which I did just yesterday, um, if you watch this movie, you would see some connections to, you know, Ocean's Eleven making references to it, right? Like some of their plays are called that. Some of the actors' characters' names have a last name that's similar to, you know, one of those things, you know, kind of like that kind of thing. Um, it is like a really well-told, well-scripted, well-made, well-acted uh, heist movie, but not not a but, but like in the sense that it is as great as your favorite heist movies you've seen before. Like when you think of like, I've never thought of it before. I've never seen that kind of thing before. That's clever. That's super smart. This has the same thing, only it's said in 1955. So obviously their problems or their issues regarding a heist is very different than what issues that Danny Ocean does in 2005, whenever that movie came out. Um, but I, and it's really about the tough guy exterior. It's about criminal elements. It's about the criminal underworld in many ways. It's about a lot of other things too. It has a lot going for it. And they show, the movie really highlights the fact that the heist is really the easiest part of the job. It's getting out that really matters. And that's the harder job to do. It's killing the other guys to get your bigger share of the money. Ideal, right. Well, is that an element of the movie that I'm not disclosing here? Because I don't want to spoil a, what, a 60-year-old movie? No. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 80? I don't know how old that's. Anyway, I'm not, not good with math. Anyway, but that's Fifi. I love this movie. I was this is one of those movies you study in film school for sure, and I don't regret it. And I love this movie, and I'm glad that I still do, and I'm glad that I bought it for that sale. Um, that's Rafifi, R I F I F I. And yes, you do find out what that means and why it's. Oh, okay. That. I mean, according to the the poster, it says. What does it say? Means trouble. No, but sure, I, I, yeah, you can boil it down to just trouble, but there it's not go. about. It's not just that. There's this whole song called Rafifi in the movie, and they, they literally explain what it means. Um, so that's what I've been watching. Those are our recent discoveries. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our first film of the evening, which is... I, I was going to ask you a question, though. Okay. Uh, what, au revoir, what, what criterions did you pick up during that sale? You want me to tell you the Criterion Collection I movies? I bought 15 I, movies. I, I was going to say, oh my I could read about you. <laughs> I only bought two. Which oh oh okay hold on let's let's do this right because I got um, zero so a collective <laughs> of seventeen boys let's get it <laughs> I mean I want to invite you guys we go watch some of these honestly but before I get too far which two did you buy Luke uh, I got the before trilogy excellent choice excellent uh, it is uh, excellent it is, yeah uh, I've never been proud of you and then I got the internal affairs trilogy oh my god I almost got that myself I'm glad I didn't now because you have it that's great yeah. That's great. I've never seen it, but I've heard such amazing oh. things about that trilogy. So I'm like, well, I've seen all my movies, but I get it. No, I. Yeah. The, I mean, I've only seen the first one, so I actually don't know about the sequels. I've only seen the first one. Um, I, I don't remember all fifteen. I don't have them in front of me. I'm not gonna go get them and then edit this. Here, I, I got them in front of me. Oh wait, wait, please. Oh, Rafa, you have the because well, I use your Barnes and Noble account. Yeah. Yeah, right, because right. I want to get an extra 10% you off. You want me to just read the thing? Yeah, yeah, read the titles. Go ahead. For sure. So we got Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm, I love that movie. Time Bandits. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, In the Mood for Love. Best uh, China has made. Cool. Tampopo. Tampopo, Japanese. Amazing. Do the Right Thing. Spike Lee. Uh, Paris, Texas. Mm-hmm. American. High and Low. High and Low. Kurosawa. The Complete Lady Snowblood. <laughs> 
Yeah, bitch. Hmm. Uh, Antichrist or Antichrist? I mean, that's just to fuck people oh, over, really. Montreal, to, Jesus. Yeah, Lars von Trier. Yeah. Uh, Rafifi, which we already said. Right. Roma. Roma, yeah. I mean, uh, La, La Ventura. La Ventura, French, yes. Yeah. Uh, Afterlife. Sorry. Afterlife, I, Japanese. I'm trying to cut you off there. Um, the, uh, the Umbrellas of uh, Cherbourg. Cherbourg. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fat musical, Girl. Fat Girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a very indie American film. Uh, there's another one. I also bought uh, sorry uh, through Amazon because it wasn't available in Barnes and Noble. Yeah, and I bought uh, so sixteen. I bought one that was the the trilogy of uh, Louis Bu- Louis Buñuel movies, oh, the Obscure cool. Object of Desire, uh, the Secret Life of the Bourgeoisie, and I forgot the third one's name. But three excellent excellent films in one package. It's like the before trilogy what was it called, Louis it? Buñuel, Louis Louis Buñuel trilogy of movies on uh, Criterion. Uh, I, I forgot the three movie titles. Like I said, I, I named two of them. I got it. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Rob is on this shit. <laughs> Did you get Rob anything is... else good on Black Friday? Uh, nope. Uh, did I? Maybe I did. Oh, no, no. I did. Oh, I'll talk about that in a second. But, Raf, what do you have? For what? You said you're pulling it up, right? Yeah. Give me a second. Hold on. Okay. I thought you had it. I took advantage of the Lego Black Friday sale. Anyway, mm-hmm. you did? No, I'm not going on no. that. They had, they had, they had this for like thirty dollars less. Sorry about this, this what is here. that? Nativity it's scene? the uh, lunar lunar New Year display. Mm. It's normally like a hundred dollars or something, and it was like seventy or sixty something. I don't remember anymore. Fifty nine, I think. So that was a great sale, and I took advantage of the fact that uh, I bought a few Christmas gifts at this time because some of that stuff earned three times the points. So I was able to take a lot of advantage of that. So like a bunch of people are like like Leo's done, Roth. I got him shit. Cool. <laughs> so it's done. Got him some Legos. Uh, do you have it? What was the name of the thing? The Louis Buñuel, Luis Buñuel uh, trilogy. I don't know, I so the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie. Of, yeah, bourgeoisie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Phantom of Liberty, mm-hmm. and that obscure object of desire. A desire, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. Those are the three, those three movies. movies. Excellent films. Very few people other than film snobs really know him anymore. He was super famous back then, of course, but um, it's been a long time. But like, he's excellent filmmaker. Anyway, now, for real, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to review our first film of the evening, which is what, Luke? Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Stay with us. An epic that details the checkered rise and fall of French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte and his relentless journey to power through the prism of his addictive, volatile relationship with his wife, Josephine. Why do you sound Italian? It's, it's, <laughs> to make it fun. They're not Italian. <laughs> Why? Why? Name? Why? Um, you give an Italian? Because you can't do French accent, not even a bad one? Is that Why? You're so Polish that it, France it, it, it is felt, so away it felt from you. Funny. Hmm. You know, you're closer to France, Poland, closer anyway, to France. than than Italy by a long shot, too. <laughs> but yeah, that was funny. A few countries. All right, all right. No, it, it was funny. <clears throat> so, directed by the one and only Ridley Scott, written by David Scarpa or Scarpa. Starring Joaquin Phoenix, Vanessa Kirby, uh, Tahar Rahim, a uh, bunch of people I don't really know. 
More people I don't know. Like, yeah, that was so. Yeah, you know, Joaquin Phoenix and who's uh, the assistant key grip? And Vanessa Kirby. Those are those are the two top people there. I mean, you're not wrong there. So, all right, all right, all right. So, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Oscar for this one. What are your first impressions? Uh, uh, my first impressions are that well, my first impressions coming out of the movie theater is different from my impressions that I'm gonna give today. Overall, so that said, um, is that it's mixed. I am mixed on this movie. I feel like this movie is. I have something with this movie that I attach to personally that I enjoyed a lot. But I know for a fact, not not for a fact. I know based on seeing the movie and what other people have been saying about it that I doubt that it's something even similar to what most people will think of this movie. So. Like all the problems people have of this movie, and this movie has problems. It does have problems. I acknowledge them. Um, I found that it didn't bother me so much because, again, I found something really enjoyable, and I don't think it was an intentional uh, motivation for the movie, or a, 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 an intentional theme of the movie, but I, I think it's still there, and I hooked on to that. So I, but overall, like I said, I'm mixed because on one hand, these fight scenes are pretty cool. Historically speaking, historical stuff like this, I'm a big fan of. Um, yeah. You know, I'm becoming the only the only real old man isms that I have. One of them is reading more history as I get older, which just seems to be like a very old man normal thing to do. And I'm going to that hard sometimes. Like, uh, I didn't do a whole thing on Napoleon though, but I've done a bunch of stuff on things around it. You know. Um, or older so things. So tell me older. about the Roman Empire. No, actually, I never read the Roman Empire stuff. <laughs> um, I don't have that much of. Um, like my obsession was the Mongols. That was my obsession, you know, or World War One, maybe, you know, like. But it wasn't. Um, it hasn't been the the Roman Empire, at least not yet. I haven't fell for that yet. Anyway, I'm not one of those guys that uh, that says like, oh, I think about the Roman Empire at least once a day. I really don't. But whatever. History is history, and it's all fascinating to me. Anyway, but Napoleon's an interesting character because he's one of those uh, conqueror types. And I love uh, – that's why I really wanted to see it. Obviously, I like Willie Scott. I like Joaquin Phoenix. Those are also good reasons to watch this movie, and I went there for those reasons. Um, I would say Joaquin as uh, an actor in this movie, I mean, he's giving it his all for sure. He's always been that kind of actor who gives it his all. I would say that this is one of his least – accessible movies like i feel like he doesn't really belong in this movie i feel like one of the very first times in recent history with his projects that i think uh, a younger actor or a different actor would have served better than joaquin phoenix again he's not bad i just don't think it calls for his performance stuff like he's very much uh He's very much, much more of a still person. He's a still figure a lot. He's like as he's like almost a statue in many times. You have to figure him out kind of motions. Again, all those can work in different ways. I and mean, we all saw Anatomy of a Fall, and there's a lot of quiet scenes where like that girl is just acting with motionless stuff, with like very less acting. But that was a very different performance in general, overall, in my opinion. That movie serves it. I don't think this movie serves a Joaquin Phoenix performance for me. So I feel like he was miscast. Vanessa Kirby, on the other hand, I think she did really well, and I think she was fine in the movie. Again, I have mixed reviews on the plot and the fact that this movie doesn't seem to be talking about anything. I don't think it has a point to it, 
which sucks because I feel like that's the ultimate sin this movie makes is that there's no point to this movie. Now, I found a point of it, but I don't think it was on purpose. And I'll explain more reasons why later, but I, feel, I guess this is why it's mixed. I love the history stuff. The battles were awesome. One entire battle, for sure, was made up entirely. So this movie is not about accuracy. And no movie should ever be about accuracy, really. No one should take this to heart. Go read a history book if you want accuracy. But, like... Or watch documentary. <laughs> even those, I mean, if he... I mean, listen, at least... But sure, but sure. Yeah. Oh, you're right, Ralph. You're right. Go watch a Ken Burns thing, for sure. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Ken Burns, for sure. But yeah. If yeah. it was this thing, where somebody called out the director, like, hey, that's not... Like, that's not how it happened and he's like how do you know were you there no <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that's a dumbass thing I, I feel like I had to also I feel like after this movie uh, coming out of that showing I started with Roth and that definitely painted a, a certain picture of it for me because I, I think I loved more the discussion I had after the movie than the movie itself sure. uh, so I don't want to like, give the movie too much kudos for our discussion but you know, the movie did cause a discussion too so that's also fun um, there's a lot more stuff to it too but like Ultimately, I'm polarized in this movie. I am mixed. I wouldn't recommend it to most people. I can understand if someone hated it. I like. I wouldn't fault them. I, I can see it. Okay. I can see it. I can see it. I can also see people that love it too. Um, I'm just in the middle of that. So that's. What I, I, think I think I see your point. I'm uh, me personally. I think I'm. I really liked some of the fight sequences because mm-hmm. they weren't so chaotic. As you know, how you used to have like these like super fast panning motion shots. You're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck's going on? It's like, right. no, I see fuckers getting killed. Perfect, love it. It's like master. I see Commander. a horse get blown the fuck out. <laughs> for I, many honestly, horses. For a second, died. I was like, wait, is this the same? I, for a second, I thought Ridley Scott did Master and Commander. No, that was um the other guy, Peter Weir. Peter Weir, thank you. Yeah, but. Because it just had that same feeling where it was just not crazy. In the it's funny because both movies take place in the same era. Interesting. Just so, so Yeah, but uh, I really liked it. So, seven that, um, the French man, they, they they've gone through a lot. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's what they. I mean the some of the most prolific and exciting and ex, ex, exalting revolutions ever put to government or monarchs in general has been through the French. Yeah, you so, know, crazy. Yeah, they started a lot of those movements type of things that we now do or take for granted. So, I mean, they, yeah, for sure. I mean, Marie I mean we Antoinette. give them a lot of shit for surrender. The movie begins with Marie Antoinette getting beheaded, you know? <laughs> right. So. Take that, Coppola. <laughs> That's not how that works, but okay. I was trying to see if maybe the cinematographer was the same for Master and Commander, but it's not. Sorry. Mm. Uh, Although no, the they're both shot very differently, I would say. Yeah, yeah, no, I just figured, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, um, I don't know. It it might creep up into my top ten. Okay, we'll see. okay. We'll see. I'm glad uh, you liked it. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm always glad when people like movies, even if they're wrong. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. You're fine. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, I guess the historical thing just got to me. So. Okay, shocker. Shut up, you. All right, Rafi. So you're getting old too. You love history. Uh, What'd you call Rafi's? He called you Rafis? Oh my god. Can't be spelling that shit onto the internet. That's the internet is written in ink, bitch. Raf? Yeah. Um I love this poster. I'll say that right now. I love the I'm looking at the poster right now on the for IMDB, like the mm-hmm. main one. And uh I just love how dark how the shadows is. Um 
I will feel for there's one scene and it's the dumbest scene ever. Um, but I feel for him when uh, when uh, what's her name? Uh, Josephine. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby. Him, uh, Josephine tells uh, Napoleon to take his hat off. And I'm like, I've been there before. Yeah, take your head off. <laughs> um, yeah, funny moments. There's, there. So this movie's weird, right? And I feel feel the same way. I think I, uh, with Oscar, it is uh, with after time festering. Um, I do have uh, different different feelings. Leaving the movie, I liked it overall. I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. The action was good. Uh, still, I think that type of war is stupid, where you just walk to die. But sure. Um, uh, at the same time, it also like I get it. It makes sense. That's how you know. They used to like, it's literally like playing an RTS game. Like I just, you, you see it, like seeing the battlefield, just how like moving, you know, pieces, right. Right. Playing chess or go or whatever. Right. In a weird way. Um, right. You sacrifice pawns. Right. I mean, you really do. That's kind of what it is. Right. And, uh, he really did know how to fight and, it, and you could see like how he actually did all these things that, you know, and how it worked out. And that was really cool seeing all that stuff and seeing how just like, creative and smart he was in war in, in a ground war right um because he never really did anything else or he wasn't he excelled in that should i say i mean i didn't see any aerial combat yeah, me neither i wonder why dumb um yeah but besides the point uh i yeah i left uh i did feel uh i do get what you're saying oscar with uh fucking phoenix being miscast um i it's not that he's like. I think he gives it his. That's why Kate Phoenix is gonna work. He's gonna do a great job regardless. Um, I just I do feel like uh, I don't know who I see in this role, but I do feel like it's he should have. Um, it could it could have been somebody else, and maybe by being someone else, you could have either had a more. Or you could have used him in a more maybe a, a, since you already had casted Joaquin Phoenix, you could have used him more in either. Are you going super serious? Or are you going? funnier or are you going more light or what are you doing and i feel like the movie didn't know what to do on that aspect i feel I like know. there's a lot of light moments in the movie that i'm just like oh are we are we having a laugh here at napoleon like are we having a laugh at just like his thought process or just the way of life it was or what about what am, what am i laughing at here for and why and yeah. I, I did feel like that a lot of times in the movie and because of that um that's what like thinking about it afterwards um i was just like i was just it takes me. It didn't take me out of the, the movie because, like I said, when I left the movie theater, I, I thought I had a great time. When I, like I said, it, there was those moments of levity that you're just like, okay, I just took them as like they're just trying to be like human or whatever. But it, was it? And I, and I feel like they're trying to make fun of him in a weird way, um, or making fun of like just the the whole essential like anything in royalty or anything and you know that type of. Mm-hmm. Uh, person and french people and just there's so much things going on that we can talk more in spoilers but it's one of those like i it's one of those things that you thinking about it more you're just like i just i don't know what direction that you want to do with this and it is a little annoying because you're like because you want you want to understand it more and you want to pull out what 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 are you what are you trying to say here with the movie besides he was a i mean Besides, he came from nothing and he conquered everything, which is the tagline of the movie. Like, besides that, which is, we already know, which is historical facts, right? Like, we already know he did that. Besides, well, that was my question for you guys. How much of Napoleon did you know before watching this movie? I knew he did all of the stuff in Russia, up to Russia that he did. I knew he... Waterloo? 
Yeah, I, right. I know of Waterloo, and allegedly he was short, but that's because there was a discrepancy in inches. Well, I think he was short compared to the times of the other soldiers, especially back then. People were built differently. Yeah. You know? So besides that, though, I, I knew he did a lot of – I knew he conquered a lot of that way. And I never knew it was of oh, that way go further east, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from Europe, from where he was. Um, I never knew that he was, uh, or I, I don't know, this could be of the movie. Uh, the movie kind of sells the point that he's doing it out of uh, the righteousness of what France should, like he's, he's France's, like, uh, what's it called? Um, what was that? Joan of Arc kind of situation. Uh, okay. And I, it did feel like that. I feel like the movie was trying to say that. And I never. And if that's the case, if, if that's historical thing, I never knew that. That I, I never expected that. I just thought he was like, I'm just gonna ride this until like we can't ride it out. Kind of situation. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Like you're just going for the name, the title at this point, Alexander the Great stuff. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know anything else besides that he was a really great tactician, and he eventually became in charge of France for a while. And that's about it. Yeah, less than twenty years, like in the teens. Yeah, not very long. Not very long. In the scheme of things, not very long. Yeah, yeah but I do have more problems thinking about a movie afterwards. And uh, the big, the big problem is, is what are you trying to say? Um, yeah, yeah, that's that, I mean, that's my biggest problem with the movie. I'm with you, Rob, because that 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 leads to so many other smaller problems. In it the really movie. does. Yeah, so, I, I, I do agree with you. The tonal shift is just one of the many problems. Like, is this yeah. is this like a a force that I'm watching? You know, there's a few scenes in this movie where, like, especially involving Josephine, where like it's funny. But funny, cringy, funny, awkward, funny, different variations. Yeah. And there's like this one scene where he's in front of a bunch of people in the council. They're all about to behead him. And he's like pompous and shit. And he runs out. And then on the outside, when he gets to get his soldiers to go in there, his brother turns to him and poses his sword. And he's like, and like, if he fails in his duties, I will kill him myself. And he just looks at his brother like, really? Like, really? Okay, let's just go along with it. Like a like it's a like yeah. a big joke, yeah. and then the soldiers help him and then go back in, and right. it's like I don't know what to think about that scene, you know, and other stuff like that. And uh, historically speaking, though, I know for sure some stuff about Bonaparte um, or his reign is that he's one of the very few people of that era. It should uh, not of the era, sorry, of that area. I'm thinking you from Europe down to Russia, Middle East. You know, North Africa, the known world. It should be said the known world because uh, Western civilization tends to be on a soapbox on their successes. They think they're the first at everything, and they're really not. We're not they're hella not. But for the purpose of the discussion, we'll say he is one of the very few people in history, not just ancient history, because he's technically not ancient history. This is like 200 years ago. Um <laughs> But it should be said, two, that's insane, right, to think about. 200-something years ago. Yeah. That's not a long time. Now we have phones and tablets. We have so much stuff now. But the point is that Podcasts. it's not a long time, but it feels like a way longer time because of our advances. But uh, let's just put that aside for a minute. Um, he's one of the very few people in history that have taken over the known world as much as he did. Alexander the Great. The Mongols being, you know, uh, Genghis Khan, of course. Um, oh, there's so many more I'm missing. I'm sorry, guys. I just um, think of uh, Bill and Ted. 
The what's that? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Solid when depiction did the of Mongols Napoleon. Rule China. Yeah, exactly. He conquered half of Europe. No problem. And I don't mean conquered in a way like he planted flags everywhere, but he destroyed so many other armies. You know what I'm saying? That's what he was doing. And all for France. And this movie has a depiction of his uh, patriar- patriarchy. Patriotism, sorry. Yeah. Patriotism towards France that I don't know if it's real or not, but I think it's one of the very few uh, things in the movie that's consistent that actually is nice to see in the movie. That, that is, yeah. I do agree <clears throat> with that, yeah. But again, I don't know if it's real. <laughs> well, well, we yeah, we don't know. I mean, we have a lot of information on the guy for sure because it's only 200 years ago. He wrote a bunch of letters in his exile that gives a lot of leeway into the man himself and... It describes a very pompous guy for sure. It describes an ego the size of the continent he tried to take over, 100%. And in one way or another, a lot of people would say that that's what it takes for a leader of this type to ever exist even, to have that kind of ego I to agree. try to take over. It almost seems like one has to exist without, you know, without the other or whatever. One can't exist without the other. And um, so he's a very problematic man. But the one thing on this movie that I was enjoying the most, and again, it's not intentional, I don't believe in the movie, that a lot of people ignored or didn't think of themselves or didn't didn't buy the way I did, is the fact that that tagline, Roth, that you mentioned is what I'm basically what I'm saying, is that this guy, he didn't come from nothing. We don't know. We, the movie starts off with being a general, so he's not like he's coming from nothing. But is that this guy who isn't royal blood took over so much. And that's what I love about it is that what it's really doing is throwing mud in the face of uh, monarchy. It's throwing face in, in, in the royal blood of it all because everything from Russia to England, all the way from Russia, all the way to England, any country in between really, were all governed by royal family and succession down the traditional way that we think of, of lords, kings, queens. And this guy wasn't that. Now, he was doing that in the literal, well, not the worst time of history, but like he was doing it during a time where he was the only non-royalty that ruled a nation, especially a nation of the size of France. And I don't know if you guys know this, but France is one of the biggest countries in Europe, second biggest only to Russia, I believe. So it's a big country in Europe. Yeah. And he, yeah, he but it's ruled like a that. State for us. And that is right. It's like a state for us. It's like <laughs> less than the Texas. Less than no. Texas. Right. <laughs> Still less than Texas. Right. But that's beside the point. Um, and I think that that kind of thing is, that's the kind of thing that I love about the movie is that it highlights that without doing it intentionally. Um, the movie's not necessarily about that, but also it has tinges of it in the movie itself, where like he especially gets towards the end, yeah. especially towards the end, especially with the Alexander motherfucker from Russia. Oh yeah, the yeah. czar, uh, czar sure. Russia. Sure, the, the yeah, there's he's a, there's the one guy point. that yeah. I took it the most from. Yeah, I would see which, it, which is which starts the War of eighteen twelve, which really leads to his downfall. But this guy has a lot of yeah, stuff that he look, did. The what they had to do to stop Napoleon is insane. I mean, they had to literally band together, you know. Yeah. This is like right. This yeah. Is, this is again. This is historical facts. So yeah, yeah. From two hundred years ago. Shut up. Um, they had to band together like, a bunch of countries just to be able to use that overwhelming force to come at him. Right. Before we get further than that, I think we should get spoilers now because that is spoilers for the movie, but it, it isn't a big deal yet. 
Um, historical spoilers ahead. Historical spoilers, but it's for a movie, so many people don't know, people don't read. So let's just do spoilers for Napoleon starting right now. Napoleon was the Roman Empire. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, he... I mean, he fashioned himself a Caesar fucking crown to Thank put you. the crown on top of. Yeah, yeah, just a nod at Gladiator, the movie. Right. Well, yeah, but he was... also was a Ridley Scott movie, also starring Joaquin Phoenix. That's um, my first Joaquin Phoenix movie. Really? That was your first? Is that your first? My first was To Die For, the Gus Van Sant movie with Nicole Kidman. You ever seen that movie? No. You've got to see uh, this fucking actor in that movie, To Die For. It is a good movie. It's a weird thriller. Uh, it is so good. And Joaquin Phoenix plays a dumbass, a legit like teenage dumbass. That was the first movie I saw. Him. Uh, if I Sorry. did, I, I don't remember seeing him. I'm positive I'll show it to you, Rob, because I have it on VHS and I had it back oh then. Oh, my. So. What's VHS? The yeah. Kids ask your parents. What do you want from me? Uh, okay. So back to the movie. Um, yes, they had to band together. But really, I think the ultimate reason everyone hated Napoleon, and I mean the aristocracy, the people in power of the other nations, the people in power within his own fucking cabinet and political uh, liaisons and advisors, I think they hated him because he wasn't royalty. He wasn't part of the game. He wasn't playing the game. Yeah, he wasn't at the boys' club. He and that's why I love – I mean he, he was tyrannical. He was egotistical. He had a lot of problems. He was selfish. Fucking like greedy, and he had problems at home. He he fucks like a jackrabbit on speed and in a bad way. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's not God. good. None of that's good. But I love the fact that he was a, a wrench in the system in so many ways. Because I hate the idea of my. I hate the whole royalty shit. I've always hated it in our history. Always hated it. Don't get me wrong. I hate what we're doing now in this state's capitalistic society and the way those are elected. That's a different problem entirely. But that's still better than <laughs> than what they had back then. I'm so glad we never had it here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I do agree with you. With I, I'm surprised it always – every time I always used to really – when I was in school and read history about like royal families and just royalty and stuff like that. And I'm like – I just feel it's like – so dumb. You're rolling yeah, the yeah. dice well, it was, on so many millions of people. No, no, you fine. are. You are. But it's just so funny. I go – what if you guys just did away with that? It wouldn't it be better? Like I just like every time I think of every right. time I always read about it, I was like, right. you guys just did away with it. You guys can govern yourselves and it'd be better. Like yeah. again, how much better? I mean better currently what it is, like kinda now, right? But mm-hmm. and I still think it's better than that. Than yeah, just letting letting up. hey Joe Schmo. So many people just, suffer. Just because back you then. uh just because you were born into it. You deserve to rule everything. That well, and the idea of revolution sense. came from these archaic, stupid beliefs of systems and, and stuff that obviously continued well after Napoleon died because he still, I mean, he was take, it was taken over. France went back to royalty again. And it's like the people, the very people that incited those revolutions that the movie starts with. And they, it's like, they, you know, just like today, we, re, we forget our recent history. We forget. 20 years ago we forget 10 years ago this movie also does that very subtly in a way that makes me think the movie wasn't doing it intentionally no it, it, I don't because think it it's was. history it's yeah. still there and this is the stuff that i glommed onto that made me enjoy the movie because i think a movie like this could still be that kind of lesson can still be retrieved from it because i yeah. saw it so clearly i don't i don't think the movie cared you about know? that i think the movie was right. just kind of say i also I, agree I, I, yeah i agree because yeah. it, it doesn't really That's care about it because it doesn't if it did i think it would have pronounced more the timing i think it would have shown a little bit more yeah i, I just think there's a, there's a better way to 100%. do that because this is just 100%. shown it's more like just said 
and then you have to take that yeah. to, to account for yourself. I have a question for you, Luke. I was skipping yes. a little bit about this. Is, um, uh, on a different topic about this movie is that do you think this movie likes Napoleon or hates Napoleon? Huh. I mean, he was... It's weird because sometimes it seems like they vilify him or they, they kind of look down on him. Mm-hmm. Like there's scenes where he's literally like next to two people and they make him obviously way shorter than everybody else. Well, he was though, but right overall, allegedly overall. But then, and then you have him like fucking like a jackrabbit, you know, finishing in three seconds. And like in a funny way, like it was a comic scene. Right. But, but then you have these moments where he's just like, this guy's a cold, like blooded bastard fucking goes into a fucking uh, horse, pulls a cannon out, send this to our mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was a cool scene though. That yeah. was cool. I didn't know what he was pulling. I think he was going to pull out her heart. The heart of the horse or something and eat it. I don't know what they was going to... I thought he was going to pull out Daenerys. And then he pulls out the fucking cannon. Yeah. Um, which is cool. I can't believe the, the horse itself managed to stop the cannon like that. Like, yeah. when you think about it, like, it didn't go through it. Yeah, well, That's it's not that guy's leg in the Patriot. <sighs> Man, I haven't seen that movie in a while. But I did see it a bunch of times, so... Um, you're right, though. You're right. So I, I kind of think you're I think you're right. I think the movie kind of plays both ways. Like I think he's he's a complex man. I think the movie loves him for what he's known for, but also makes fun of him for what he's little known for. Yeah, I for like, sure. Like in his relationship with Josephine, that's where almost all the comedy comes in. Almost all the critique on this persona comes in more often. It, it is than the it is stuff. read and my uh, and this because these, these are the letters that were sold. Right, they even mentioned it in the movie. Right. right? Yeah. Oh my the, god. Yeah. The letters yeah. were sold by the maid or whatever. And, she maybe made a, a gold coin. I don't know, whatever the fuck currency was, a franc or whatever, and oh, um, yeah, to uh, to sell the letters. And I, I really do feel like though it is interpreted in today's eyes, right? And reading it now, you're like, oh well, he's like simping, or he's like very thirsty <laughs> for the for her, or, like just like, he is, oh, yeah, right. It is, but but if you don't, why haven't you written to me yet? If you right, if you see it from right. If you right. see it, if you're reading it from our perspective, where we have communication that's like instantaneous, I, I instantaneous, instantaneous you know, stuff yeah. like that. There's, there's no reason like back. You have to read. You have to put it in the lens of then, right? And you have to be able to like, take it from that. It is really next to impossible to do it now from anybody born now, right? Um, so, be the way it's interpreted and the way it's read, it just it looks yeah. that way with just today's eyes, in my opinion. Um, right. But I do 100% agree with you with is the fact that is uh, he when they want to make Napoleon feel powerful or like they want to highlight him, it is in those like that strategies. ice scene was badass. That ice right. battle was so cool. Great battle. That first scene where he takes the British guns against their own like navy, uh-huh. the boats mm-hmm. like he, he, the French don't have the boats, but they can destroy the boats from right. land. Exactly, and that was it's, so cool. Yeah, so there's, cool. there's a lot of cool things that you're like, wow, he's actually smart. He's actually this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he inspires people, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> um, there's a lot of those moments. And then there's other moments, like I said, just about every scene with Josephine where he's just like, was like it almost just almost like a footstool, you know, like uh, in the weirdest way. Like, is it? The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were we going to say, Luke? Uh, well, say? Yeah, wasn't he, uh, when he was about to go against like, he's the, the Russian guy, they're like, oh yeah, he's been studying like your tactics <laughs> and reading yes. like, the art of war. Yes. So right. That, and then, uh, <laughs> 
He trounces him. He trounces him. Yeah. Oh this... my god! The, the instantaneously connect, you know, thing that we have nowadays reminds me of this web comic from back in the day that I saw, where this guy's like waiting to get like a picture of this woman that he claims to love, you know, but he's never seen her. He just writes poems to her or whatever letters, and then he gets like a portrait sent to him, and it ends up being like a dude catfishing him. <laughs> That's funny. Cold. Um, my biggest problem with the movie is related to this question, guys, and you, any, any one of you can answer it. What is the point of this movie? To talk about Napoleon. Okay, well, that's not really the point, but okay. Um, if that is the point, then I guess it succeeded. I don't think that is. What is the point of this movie? What is its theme? What is it trying to say about anything going on in this movie? I mean, is there a point to it? Is there a point to their relationship when you see, um, and this is, could be something that's mired from the historical accuracy of the times, meaning that he never made it to, to Josephine before she died from her sickness um, or a lot of other things. I feel like it was crescendoing to a scene where like we needed a closure or something to mean something. Like why we, did we see all those strange scenes with Josephine if it didn't go anywhere, if it didn't accurately explain something to us that wasn't that some that isn't something that we can't decipher without reading a history book or what is the point of all those battle scenes it seems like there was no point to those battle scenes other than that they were cool i think really scott who is a great technical filmmaker just wanted to do cool shit cool shit and that's it you know maybe he cared about the accuracy of how fast those cannons fired but not really why they were placed in that scene in that movie in that way and I think this is my biggest problem with the movie, which is why I don't disagree with people hating it, because I can't find a why this or why that this was like this movie was because made. why not at first. So coming out of that theater with Roth, I had the thought that I'm like, this movie doesn't seem to have a point. I was thinking to myself, but I was also thinking like, maybe this is just really Scott just loving history. He's an old man, maybe just big into reading history these days and wants to film them. And he's just a big fan of it. And on some level, I can respect that. And then I read on the background of this movie that he doesn't give a shit about A, the accuracy of history, or B, even reading about it. He basically pawned it off to some screenwriter and just did, like let it go. He didn't care about those details. He just wants to shoot cool shit, and he doesn't give a shit if it's accurate or not. So it's not that. And I'm just curious as to, I don't know. This movie has like a lot of holes in it, a lot of cannon-filled holes, cannon size. You know, uh, I just can't get uh, past it. You know, I know you love the look. I'm sorry, but like, do you have a defense to it? Like, do you see a point overall in this movie if, that if actually no you point to this one? What's the point of? Any historical biopic, or there's a, oh, there's a lot of points about a lot of them you can get back to. Of course, that's like, I mean, you can't say that because there are points to them. For example, I'll give you a good example. The point is to make money and fuel the capitalist machine. No, then that's a terrible point, and you deserve to die for <laughs> loving kidding. this movie if that's the reason why you love it. But, um, for example, like I think of movies like uh, there was one I thought of earlier, um, Amadeus. Has anyone seen Amadeus? I no. Like the first hour. Never have seen <laughs> Okay, so you've seen half a, of the movie. It's a long movie. It's a long movie. Yeah. Um, Amadeus takes something that wasn't real, the rivalry between Mozart and the other guy that, that I forgot his name, and makes it into like a dramatic thing. Oh, how about this? The Social Network is a better example because we've all seen that movie. That takes um, 
little facts about history about Zuckerberg making Facebook in college, starting it there, right? And made up a lot of things around the fact that he was single at the time when he wasn't. The rivalry between his uh, whatever, which didn't happen that way. and But created all this drama, made up, right, to make a, a, an awesome story out of it. Ultimately, since this is just a movie, that is a better way of telling a history, even a recent history like the making of Facebook um, and Napoleon Bonaparte's like successes and failures. And I think that this movie didn't know what to do with that possible knowledge. And and if this movie was painfully accurate, I could understand it on that level and say like, well, because it's accurate, it's kind of hard to tell because it's real life they're depicting in, in as much ways you can figure from history books set in that era that um, or speaking of that era, that um, that is hard to to find a good theme or a good motivator other than just saying like this happened and this happened and this happened and isn't that interesting? But it's not that the movie is painfully inaccurate in so many other ways. So that's why that's why I have a hard time with this movie. Um, finding it somewhere in there, I love a movie that makes it shit up to make it more interesting. But this movie doesn't do it, and whatever it makes up, it doesn't make it more interesting. You know. Again, I found the one thing that I mentioned, the thing about the, you know, the aristocracy and the royalty and shit that was going up against. I love that about it, and I love that about the movie, but not intentional. So, um, and let's talk about his biggest failure, arguably, for many people. I know a lot of people say Waterloo. For me, it's the War of 1812, right? They go to Moscow, and they yeah. burn down Moscow, which is insane. That's hold crazy. On, hold on. That's crazy. Mo- Moscow burns down themselves. You know, but no, it's burned down. I'm saying, fine. They by they, I mean Russia burns. Sure, down. yeah, yeah. Burns down their own capital. Yeah, it's funny. They change capital. Yep. Cities and they go back to Moscow later. Yeah. <laughs> because Moscow is the current capital of Russia. So, is you it know, Saint Petersburg. They go to uh, no. They make Saint Petersburg their capital after this burning of Moscow. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not wrong. I'm uh, I'm, sure I'm right. I don't know too much about them. I'm pretty sure I'm right. And anyway, that's the city that they go into the movie when the war of 1812, where he's he's winning every battle, but he loses the war mainly because of the winter, which is harsh as fuck. Which they told him. Right. And they warned him. Which is the weirdest thing ever. Could you imagine? And I, said yeah. it to you, I think I said it to you after the movie. Yeah, Could yeah. you imagine going to war and be like, hey, the winter's cold here. All right. Well, you know what? We'll just take a four-month hiatus. We'll come back. Like, okay. If he had just done that, I mean, he, yeah, you probably could have. Popular opinion more. among his own advisors and and the cabinet members or whatever they call him back then wouldn't have been so gung ho to be against them, yeah. for sure. Even though the people were still loving, they still loved them, I think, for sure, especially the soldiers. But like, well, he was always there, also. Like, but he was kicked out because of that, yeah. right? Yeah, he was shoved away. I mean. I just love the fact that he was exiled and he came back and took back the uh, half of the continent again. Half of the, he went back and ruled everything again. He left for under a year, I think, uh, shy of a shy. Yeah, a day he just got shut up, stole a ship, went back and succeeded in conquering again. That I is pretty. People, that's pretty ballsy. Like, the soldiers were like, "Yeah, I'm go- I'm back with this guy." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I fought this king that doesn't know shit about anything. It doesn't give a shit about us, right? right. That's yeah. what they think, and they're, they're overall right. And I just love that he came back and just reconquered everything. <laughs> like, hey, that's pretty cool. That's pretty bad. That's so. That's pretty. It's a boss move. It's a boss move. It is. It's pretty cool. I can't. It, you'll never deny him it, that. It's literally going like, all right, my vacation's over. All right, right. I, I gotta come back. And right. Prove right. a point here. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, I love that about it. Um, uh, but anyway, back to Russia. I feel like the movie did a mishap there where they didn't show his failure. Like the movie just kind of skips it after the burning of Moscow. He, he says he's going to continue on, and the movie just skips time after that. Right? Now, there is a longer cut of this, cut of this movie where there's at least another hour. It's oh, I heard, yeah, I, I, that's a lot. I think it's only going to be on Apple TV, right? Yes, and I can't oh, wait to see it. Actually, I'm down for watching. I am yeah. down to see that movie because Ridley Scott is the one of the very few filmmakers that does a lot of director's cuts. There's a lot of his director's cuts out there. I mean, but also, actually, like a Snyder cut. cut. No, no, no. He starts. He started it. You got to remember, he's because of the director's cut. We have like a better version of a movie that was originally. That's shown the thing is that well. his director's cuts are usually always better. Yeah. Have you seen Kingdom of Heaven, the director's cut? I, I hear it's great. I it's amazing. It I have it on Blu-ray. Rafa, come I, over. Uh, we'll wait, I want to watch that. I, it is I amazing. I tried watching it, and it was horseshit. The, the, the theatrical release sucked. Yeah, yeah it was horrible. But the director's cut is awesome. You got to awesome. sell me on that one. Well, you got to see it. Come over. Anyway. Now? Yeah, sure. Um, no, I'm going to watch that movie tonight. But anyway, uh, maybe. Anyway. Um, that's, that's what I'm saying is that I can't wait to see what the Apple TV releases. I'm so glad they allowed that because and it makes me wonder two things because Willie Scott is powerful enough to release whatever cut he fucking wants. If Martin Scorsese could release a three and a half hour, I don't, I'm not saying he's Martin Scorsese, but they both are that kind of like heavyweights. Yeah. If he could release that to theaters without like whatever because he wants to, why can't Willie Scott release this three? I don't understand. I feel like lost in this. Why is there always a director's cut of something? Why can't you just release it right the first time? Again, assuming Capitalism. it is better. Assuming it is better. My point is that I assume that that 1812, the War of 1812, would be more explained and be better researched and shot um, in that director's cut. I'm guessing. I'm, I'm hoping and guessing. But ultimately, I still feel like this movie is kind of blah and mixed and, and weird in places that I can't really defend. Um, but any any final thoughts or anything you guys want to pinpoint on or talk about specifically before carrying on? Lucas, damn, Kingdom of Heaven, two twenty four, and the director cut is three hours and thirteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of substance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not nothing. Uh, most can- most director's cuts are only like ten minutes longer or something, right? Not that much. Jesus, Ridley. Uh, what was the question? I totally forgot. Any, let, any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Mm. I mean, I feel like you love this movie, right? Top 10 worthy. So, I mean, do you want to it say might, anything? It, I, don't know. Or? I don't watch a billion movies like you did. So, you don't watch, I don't watch what? Sorry? I don't watch a billion movies like you did. So, I mean, it hasn't, I don't think it has much to do with that necessarily, but uh, you've seen enough. You've seen yeah. more than your average Joe for sure. That is true. Yeah, you no, are in you are in the minority that I am in, in which I see a lot of movies. You see a lot of movies. To people who are normal, let's say, quote unquote normal, yeah. they will call us the same. <laughs> you know, because we, we both watch a lot of movies. Just because I watch way more than you doesn't mean there's no difference for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. So I agree. Couple okay, thousand. I am excited here. about that iTunes version, though, or Apple TV version. Honestly, I can't wait to see. I, maybe, maybe I'm not saying we'll review it like that, but we're gonna mention. Because a coworker told me about it. Yep, I read up on that. And he's um, just, he was so excited to see it. He said, "This is the first movie he's gonna go see in theaters since Passion of the Christ." So I did wow. have what to. I did have. That's, wow, that's, that's a wow. That's thing. a wow. Yeah, so, yeah. I was like. <laughs> 
So also, uh, in comparison, Passion of the Christ has a lot more to say than Napoleon does. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bes- besides that, uh, sure. no, it does. And uh, I don't remember it very well. What's it called? In uh, I I will say though the what's it called? Uh, fuck, I just lost my train of thought because of the Passion of the Christ thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did a uh, I did have the question as to like. Uh, that I had asked you uh, after the movie about uh, what is it about this biopic um, that doesn't, because we saw this opening weekend. I don't know when you saw it, Luke. And our, theater was, empty, our theater was basically empty. It, wasn't, it was a third full, but yeah, you're right. Not as full as you would think for opening weekend. Yeah, not, not as, not as right. full as you think for opening weekend. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely not making much money, for sure. This movie's not making well. Right. Yeah, honestly, yeah, mine was not that many And people. you compare it to Oppenheimer, which was like... Oh every, yes, you brought every, this question. Every to me, every seat was packed, right? right? You brought this like question. every seat was packed that opening weekend. You couldn't go watch it to see. You yeah, no, true. You didn't buy a ticket. Right. You couldn't get it, right? Okay. Um, what is it? Is it the, the, the subject matter here? They're both biopics, right? They're both well-known, you know, people figures. Yeah. yeah. Um, they both did something very. I. I mean, I don't. They both did something very, uh, what's it called, impactful in the world, right? More obviously, Napoleon did something more for the French than anything, and just what he left his stamp in the world. But same, Oppenheimer kind of changed the narrative of how we, you know, do war, <laughs> do war, right? right now, right? It's still currently. Um. So yeah, there's, and it's like, what is more? Why is the other one more attractive when this has more battles, more action, right? Than Oppenheimer ever did for sure. Oppenheimer I mean, Oppenheimer has maybe one action scene. Maybe Oppenheimer has I mean, cool explosion for sure. But like, yeah. uh, it has a lot of math. <laughs> like, I mean, it's <laughs> a lot of I mean, stuffy classrooms and shit, right? Right. I guess it has Einstein, so maybe that's why. But that's about. I mean, I don't know. Like, and I, I was just curious as to like, is it? I mean, there's a lot obviously to, to to account for sure. But why would you? Why do you think there's such a polarity in in like viewership for this movie? What, what what do you think, Luke? I think recency bias in actual history, like that's nineteen thirties, forties, and this is eighteen hundreds. Yeah, 1700s? probably. Okay, oh, that could be Florence Pugh versus <laughs> Vanessa Kirby. I don't think it's the actors. I, don't I think, think the actors Joaquin do Phoenix that. is more famous for the Joker alone than Killian yeah, Murphy is. is for anything, including the Dark Knight series. Right. Right. Um, oh, I did have one thing that I thought. I, Go ahead. Uh, when he, Napoleon's, uh, the girl he actually knocked up, she was like 15. Oh, God. That one short scene that we only see her once. So cringy. So so weird. Like, that was like, weird. He, how old was he? Oh, he, I mean, ultimately, he wasn't as old as Joaquin Phoenix is, is when he's made, when he's acting it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But no, how, Napoleon his reign was in his 30s. 40s? His reign, he was in his 30s, yeah. And she was like 15? Oh, yeah. But that's, a. I mean, I don't want to say that's a different time, but it's just, that's the, what, I, what bothered me more was the fact that he had power enough where he was ruling and that he, he the ruling became just like if he was a king passed down royalty. Right, mm-hmm. like that was my problem. That was the problem with that era that he yeah, went. Yeah, he with wanted that. the same thing. Yeah, right. Where they were like asking him and begging him for an heir when he should have said like, "When you just pass it on to someone that's a great successor, it doesn't have to be an heir." That's where you could have really changed things. Yeah, 
but it's also ego and ego right 100 ego and it's of the times and it's of the right, oh well right, this is what right. we do here and this is why we have to mm-hmm. and it's the same thing well well i gotta get also because we're divorced we have to right. pretend we're exactly. divorced and not in love still right exactly like, there's a lot of those things and i'm like why are you like you have the you have the chance to shake up everything and like but it is that like you I, you do lose popularity i would say like huge popularity of just yeah, one hundred percent. There is no backing in comparison to now. It's, of, it's of hard that. to go back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's hard. I mean, nowadays it's different now for sure, but it took a while to get there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you think of the last execution, the public execution was in the nineteen, like it was, it was like eighty years ago, <laughs> not that long ago. You know, it still was a big prominent thing up until very recently. Still in the well, in the grand scheme of things. Um, to answer your previous question, uh, Ralph Moore, I know I talked. We talked about it after the movie. Um, I was saying that Oppenheimer is more the reason Oppenheimer was more famous was two things. One is that a little bit of recency, but ultimately more that the fact that Oppenheimer's um, footprints or whatever you want to call it, his um, his involvement with our current living, you know, our current situation is much more substantial than what Napoleon did. Napoleon's yeah. great for historians. Napoleon is a great figure for Europeans but not for the rest of the world, which is where we're at. We're part of the rest of the world that is that could be destroyed instantly with a nuclear bomb, which is what Oppenheimer helped do. And that can happen with whatever Napoleon did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I heard so Like, that. I think that sheer fact helps people be more fascinated with a, uh, with a biopic of Oppenheimer than Napoleon. And secondly, it's the Barbie-ness of it. That <laughs> whole trend that started online about pitting these two movies together actually made both movies much more explosive and interesting and popular is what made that movie more watchable. That's what did it too. And obviously, a third place would be Nolan. Nolan as the name. Um, 100%. That's third place, though, in my opinion. But those are the three reasons what I would say that leads um, Oppenheimer to more viewers than Napoleon. Which just sucks because it's just a, such a, I mean, it feels like it's a go-to answer. But that's, I think that's the reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that what you think as well? or? I, I see that. Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of those things um, that you but said. But do you think that? <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly do think it, it is one of those, uh, um, he's one of those figures where I think you, Especially people like in our age, you grew up learning about him in history, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay, cool, he did, he did those things." He did, the and it is one of those things yeah. where you do feel like, "Wow, that's such a long time ago," and it also doesn't feel super, super long ago, right? Yeah. Um, so it is one of those like it's still so recent enough to where I rather watch a movie about gladiators and Alexander the Great and doing horseback and fighting with swords and stuff like that, yeah, compared to muskets and stuff and cannons. Even yeah. though it's right, it's it is one of those weird. I feel like it's it's almost too recent for this type of, but too recent, but it's not for us to want to like see it in those eyes in comparison. To. I mean, the way I think of it is that history and ancient warfare was basically non-changing from as long back as we can go yeah. up until we invented cars. Because yeah. oh. everything was done on horseback. The fastest you could go is the speed of a horse. That right. was true or for hundreds horses. of thousands of years up until yeah, I would say we radio. made the fucking engine. I, I would say like, yeah, engine radios. Stuff like but that. that came after. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Right, what do you think so. of the two horse tactics? 
mean, that's, yeah, that was great. I, that, was that was cool. That, that, was, a cool that was kind of a cool thing. They did that a lot for sure. hundred to go faster. You yeah. tire one out, you thumb in the other. hundred percent. Yep. Uh-huh. Also, it, one could it, get killed. You think but, about it like you don't, it doesn't make sense, right? Because you're like, well, they're both, they're both running. But one's obviously one's carrying, carrying a load, weight, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and like yeah. that. And no, no, you just you think about it. You're like, that doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. You're like, they're both running. Uh, what's the difference? And but that's where we got the expression "take a load off." Is that really? No, but okay. It's... That's why I asked because <laughs> I just with you, you're a liar. I, I did the co- I did the Oscar confidence <laughs> trick. I'm confident in truth. Uh, what do you? What do you? What do you? Yeah, what am I lying but, to you? But a lot of shit you say that's not true. You say very confidently. Like I what? I believe you. Like what? If I could even have a list written down. What? Give me one. Give me one off air. We're going to stop this review in a minute because it's already past nine here. And uh, anything else in the movie? No. Go see it. If not in theaters, uh, wait till the Apple TV sometime next year. I can't wait for the longer cut. I just want to say that. Anyway, that is a review of Napoleon. It's a long review, of course. It's an ostentatious hat. I mean, he wears a hat a lot, 90% of the movie. Anyway, um, that's it for our Napoleon. To, uh, check it out in theaters or Apple TV later. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our second film, which is what? Next Gold Wins. Stay with us. The story of the infamously terrible American Samoa soccer team, known for the brutal 2001 FIFA match, they lost 30-0, uh, 31-0. Next Goal Wins. Why Taika Waititi? That was your opportunity to kind of say that synopsis like an announcer. No. That was your opportunity? Nope. You squandered that. And, uh, also and written here. by Taika Waititi. It's like, it's, like the, it's like we don't get the world we want. We just get the world we deserve. Some guy you, named I think Lane Morris. Okay. Starting Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Because he's uh, the Fassbendening this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. All the movies. Just and lately. So we got Michael Fassbender, we got Taika Waititi, and we have a bunch of other people I've never heard of. But that's about it. Do you think, I have a real question, because this and The Killer came out basically on top of each other, these movie releases. They did, yes. um, do you think that Next Goal Wins, I'm, I'm guessing this, Next Goal Wins uh, was able to get a fit version of Fassbender to be a believable coach for a football team? Because of his uh, his training arduous schedule regarding the killer, or was it reversed? Isn't Fassbender usually kind of a fit guy though? He's the assassin for, uh, for the uh, for the movies, sure. But trust me, if you ask them, they just want to eat donuts and just chill. They don't want to. They don't want to like go <laughs> to want, train six I hours don't a day. Want my millions of dollars. <laughs> well, no, I'm mean, I'm saying if they had a choice, they wouldn't do it. When they don't have to do it for a role, they won't do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I guess hundred percent they won't. I saw the pictures of Vin Diesel when he's not shooting. Right. <laughs> I would. I would feel that way too. I'd be like, dude. I mean, again, millions of dollars. Boo hoo. I'm not yeah. saying that, but I'm saying on a on a human level, I can understand that notion. You know, that you wouldn't want it if you don't have to. Right. That's why well, those movies like Chris Evans doesn't want to do Captain America anymore. He doesn't want to be doing that all the time. <laughs> um, we also have one more person. I forgot. Elizabeth Moss is in this movie. Yeah, very little, but yes. Yeah, but she's like, you know. I mean, big tier actor for yeah. sure. I, I mean, that's the movie doesn't have big so. tier actors, really. Okay. Anywho, considering it's a sports movie, I'm going to go to Raphael for first okay. impressions. No, that's not a bad way to do it. Yeah, I guess. It's yeah. not a bad way to do it. Because he likes How many sp- yellow cards do they really deserve, Raph? Sports ball. Uh, that one sweeping one, for sure, yellow card. 
Mm. Um, when you attack, when you don't attack the ball and you hit a person on purpose, that should almost be expulsion, to be honest with you. But it depends on how dramatic it is. I mean, right. if you, all if soccer you win, players are dramatic. If you win for the ball, right, there's a scene where they practice Fact. that. Don't they? <laughs> That's the uh, most believable scene. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so I made it late to the movies to watch this, but I ended up watching the beginning of the movie that I missed the first couple minutes. Um, I uh, may or may not have uh, found a way to watch the first couple minutes. Of the movie. Um. <laughs> Sure, yeah, or I just made it early to the next movie theater. It was still there. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so I uh, I missed a little bit, like I said, the beginning. Um, but watching it, uh, I think, sets up the movie really perfectly, to be honest with you. The type of movie you're going to watch. Um, the uh, the type of movie you're going to watch and the uh, what, you, what you should expect as far as uh, the, the seriousness of this or the levity of it and everything going forward, going to it. Um, I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was a a feel good movie. I, <clears throat> even though a lot of it is kind of ridiculous, and I feel like they hold back on some of the ridiculousness. Um, they let the American Samoan people be very ridiculous or themselves. I feel like it's themselves, but they're ridiculous as themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that. That's that shines throughout the whole movie, and I think that's actually one of the best parts of the movie. Just how how themselves they are, and how it doesn't feel unauthentic. It feels unique. It feels doesn't feel not unique either. It just doesn't feel fake, right? Um, at least I didn't feel that way. And um, compared to when we do see Fastbender uh, along with like um, uh, who's his uh, who's his boss? What's the Will Arnett? And uh, anybody around Will Arnett, um, sometimes they feel forced, like to do, and it, it does feel like the roles either didn't fit them or they're trying to do something and it doesn't work out. They're trying to be funny and it's like doesn't pan out. And those parts, I think, kind of diminish things in the movie, and it feels awkward. And a lot of times, um, compared to the rest of the movie, even though the whole movie is that vibe off of it, it just does feel awkward to me. Um, but as a story, I think it's a really cool story. Um, as uh, the soccer story about them losing and then them trying to get into just kind of like actually be a decent team, and then uh, going from there. And uh, so, yeah, I think it was, I thought besides that, I thought it was actually a cool story. Um, I think it redeems itself towards the end, especially. Um, it does take a quite a bit of time, um, and like I said, a lot of it does feel like. We're doing it for Hollywood's sake, um, but it's still done in that like Taika Waititi way, where it's it's enjoyable to watch. So it's hard to say not. Um, so yeah, I overall had fun watching the movie. I thought it was um, like I said, I, I I appreciated just about every everybody in the American Samoan side, like every actor that was playing for those people uh, for the for those roles. Um, those were the those were my favorite times. Um, just. How they talk to each other, how they interact with each other, how they, um, what's it called? Uh, just how they are as people. Um, and then compared to the rest of it, I think it's just, it doesn't hit as well or doesn't mesh as well, in my opinion. Um, but yeah. I don't know if you guys feel the same right now. No, I thought it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. And I think that uh, Michael Fassbender's story as Thomas Rangan was actually kind of. 
I don't know. I think uh, Jaya's story overshadowed him. I thought that was like the better actor or the better story to tell. Yeah, they do. Um, they do focus a lot more on Jaya. The camera specifically focuses a lot more on Jaya, and we'll talk more about it towards the end. Yeah. Um, or, later. <clears throat> but yeah, I do. The, I do think the the camera really does linger a lot, especially on Jaya. Oscar. Yes. Okay. So, um, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I struggle with this movie a little bit cause I don't think it's very good, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just so cookie cutter. Oh yeah. <laughs> very, it doesn't, very predictable. It's not just predictable. It's just cookie cutter could mean all, all other things than just predictable, but yeah, it's cookie cutter. It does mean that too. Um, I think, uh, I think it has a couple, uh, a, a huge major flaws. I think that kind of hold it back from being kind of awesome or more funny or just totally better. One thing is that, um, is that I think Michael Fassbender, you were kind of saying it a little bit, uh, Luke, is that I think he is, he is portrayed to be the one, well, him and maybe his ex-wife or whatever she is. Um, he is like the one straight man in a world where everyone's ridiculous and chaotic, right? He's right. a straight man, right? Um, a, mo- a recent example that I love to cite is uh, McCarthy. Elizabeth McCarthy? Is that her first name? Anyway, so. um, her role in that movie Spy, where everyone around her is ridiculous, and she's the one straight woman in that movie. Uh, that works. That works really well. There are other movies like this, like Black Dynamite is a version of that. Um and uh, like I said, this can work amazingly. But the thing is that the, the, I, I feel like uh, it should have what it should have done. I feel that would have made this even better and more memorable. Even I think is that it should have made the American Samoan cast maybe maybe just the football players, but let's just say everyone on that island, yeah, um, which is basically the football team, right? be the the ridiculous element, and everyone else be the straight men and women, you know, because. Like you mentioned, Rob, I do I, those Will Arnett scenes. They felt forced as shit, really and those did, actors yeah. can do those they kind of things. Really I've seen cringe. them do it many times. Will Arnett, which is which is crazy, right? I've seen Will Arnett do it many times. Right, too. that other actor that's like uh, I was saying. I feel like they were led to be improvisational, which is their style. That they're like sure. they're not the kings of that, but they're one of the best at it. Yeah. You know, uh, our fact means death. That's one of the main cast from there. You know, I forgot yeah. his name. I'm those, sorry, not great names right now. Yeah, those um, those were the two bros, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, were. yeah, exactly. And it, it did. They were ridiculous, but they were also just like. I they were also know, like what just, we do in the shadows. That one guy uh, played the werewolf, I think. I just think it didn't bode well, me personally. It's like it really threw the vibe of the movie. Oh, yeah, it threw it, it. it threw it weirdly, and and uh, and I feel like as a sports movie. I don't think it does that um, uh, that great. I think you know they're way better that and you know embody the sport itself, the spirit of the sport. The only one thing about this that makes it a sports movie that it does well is a notion that kind of comes at the end that I won't immediately spoil right now. So I'll just save that. But there is one element, I guess. But and and I don't have to know about sports to know if uh, if they're you know showing me how the sport has worked or whatever. You know, you think of all the training stuff they could have done that to elicit why doing this can lead to this. The movie doesn't have any of that. And I kind of wish it did. Um, they kind of just hacked their way through it in a way that makes me feel like I don't know why they're better, if they are better by the end, obviously. It's a feel-good movie, so you expect them to get better. You just I just don't know how. I just, what, they ran a bit, and they defied expectations. They, they fight them, they fight their coach, and they laughed anyway. Like, But again, 
I also gave it this movie a star, a, 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 a like on it because um, I liked it. It was still very fun because Taika Waititi's uh, his ability to make a cast of characters so lovable and funny and effortless. Yeah. Effortless is the real word there. It yeah, makes that, them effortlessly that's a, that's like lived in and yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. He just knows how to do that. That's his fucking bread and butter. That guy. Yeah, he doesn't. It, on his, it doesn't in his sleep. This guy. That's how yeah. good he is. He is made. To make feel good movies, in many ways, yeah. that's why Thor Ragnarok works so well, and other things. Other He's like, I'm just gonna make you. this guy funnier. This guy's so too 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 serious. Let's make him funny, <laughs> um, and make everyone around him kind of funny. That's why Jeff Goldblum works in that movie, and so well, on and so forth, as you all know. Um, but uh, you know, another thing you guys mentioned, I think Luca mentioned this one, is that uh, yeah, Michael Fassbender's role kind of takes uh, a back seat to Jaya, right? Is that her name, Jaya? I believe Jaya? so. Jaya, it's it's the it's how I want to pronounce it because I have I'm probably I would, they pronounce it like Chaya, like C H I A, but it's pronounced like Chaya. Yeah. It looks like it reads like Jaya, uh, Chaya. Let's call it because I was yeah. going to say we how they apologize say it. for butchering your name. Yeah, yeah. Well, her fake name too. <laughs> um, Kaimana is played by Kaimana. It's one word, like 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 share and Bano and Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> Um, known as Prince. And I did, I do think that it, it was superior having her do it, but I feel like almost like, why don't we just get a ton of her perspective, either the same as Michael Fassbender, make her the second lead instead of having her Shanghai his movie. And I don't mean this his movie, but the movie portrays it to be his movie. Like the, the makes fun of that. That, is, that is the, it's issue, all yeah, about I, that. I, right. I agree with that. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like just pick a direction there, but I still loved her in it for sure. I agree. Yeah. I liked her story. Uh, I didn't know she was like, um, hey, based on, I, I, how detailed it was based on a real thing. And I didn't know she was such an uh, outspoken thing in the sports and uh, in, in the world of soccer. And she's the first to come out, that, you know, like all this stuff. I didn't know any of that. That's, that's pretty cool. And I didn't need to know that either to know that her story was cool as fuck. But like, and the camera loves her, you know, mm-hmm. as she's training or just fixing her hair or talking or whatever. Um. I feel that, but again, it feels like the movie should have kind of stuck to something here. Make yeah, more. I will get to spoilers. I have a mm-hmm. theory behind why there is a lot of that, mm-hmm. and this is just me thinking about that recently. About but that could yeah. be the reason. I don't want to speak for the director himself, but right, right, right. Oh, I thought well, you were going to keep going. No, 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 no. I was just well. I'll go into it when we get into spoilers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. One other thing I want to highlight is that, and she's in it way too little, and she is the you know how every every filmmaker. Of a certain caliber, like Taika Waititi, like you know the not weird, but the ones that are focused in their own ways, they have one actor that they have in all of their movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Restarting. it's Rachel House. Oh, right. I mean, I believe she's in all of his movies. I I can think of. I, mean, I thought I mean, Reese Darby was in all of his movies. Maybe Reese Darby also. I mean, I don't think he was in Thor, was he? I thought it was. I don't know. I thought he was um, a voice actor for. A uh, Rachel thought. House. Well, I don't know. Reese Darby wasn't in the Wilder People movie. Rachel House was. I don't know. We could look it up. Anyway, it, well, fine. But go like, ahead, go ahead. sorry. I loved watching Rachel House, and I wanted her more in the movie. She's like the really inciting incident. She gets Michael Fassbender into their world. Really, she plays the uh, the wife of the president of their football team, Ace Ace's. Oh yeah, wife. <laughs> She's awesome. And if you've seen Foundation season two, she plays a fucking like real serious badass villain. Killing like her abilities of like evil in that show compared to her usual 
uh, Rachel House, Wilder People, grandma loving kind of personality, you know, but takes no shits from anyone kind of thing is like it's a real contrast. Um, so having her have her seen her this year on that show being a evil evil uh, villain badass was pretty cool comparison. Um, Elizabeth Moss, I kind of wish they had her do something. I don't know why she was in this movie. Uh, I, I think it's to tie in something concerning the third act, maybe. Um, like I said, I want this movie to be better. I want it to be more cohesive. I want it to be more about the sport if it's not about anything more cohesive. I feel like, again, again if they just kind of focus their comedy to just the Samoans because they were so good and effortless, like I said, and I think it would have made theirs pop more if they kind of like didn't try so hard to be funny all the time, you know? Um, anyway, those are my thoughts on the movie. Do we want to mention anything else or talk about anything else before spoilers? Uh, I, don't know. I mean, yeah, I picked it cause I wanted a feel good movie and it was a feel good movie. Did, did you feel good? I felt great. I have a question about this. This is based on a true story. Um, as much as you can make this farcical of a thing into a story, um, which it is, it is. Uh, did you? Did it make you want to look up things about the movie or its true events after watching it? I did. It did make you, and you did, or I you did. Okay, you did. Yep. Huh. Does that happen a lot with you, Luke? No comment. No, I mean, I think saying yes is a. So it makes. I think it makes you a more curious mind. That's a good thing. I go down the Wikipedia rabbit hole quite often, yes. Okay, that's a good thing. Well, don't hide from it. I'm not going to judge you. I don't. I should, well, you I saw, should be doing you it. You sounded judgy as fuck. I, I'm, no, that's just, that's just past experience. <laughs> Influencing future experience. But, uh, okay. Well, how about you, Ralph? Did, you, did it make you do that with this movie? Do what? I'm sorry. Look up the real event stuff or anything about it? Not at all. Does it ever do that, a movie? Like this, based on true stuff. Movies, right? yeah. Sometimes it does make me look up real events. I what I want to know about that is, uh, like, what I wanted to know about this is was already shown to me in the movie, so I didn't need to watch it. Uh, so okay. for me, like, um, to look up anything like the thirty-one zero game. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they can use that. Yeah, like besides that, I mean, I didn't know that oh, okay. that happened because I don't follow the bottom. Part of the World Cup of but <laughs> right, yeah, but you're not wrong. I just, I, I just don't. I just, if it's not Mexico or United States, I don't really care. Um, right. so there's there's that, and I just like so the, the, that whole story. I would have looked it up. I would have been like, oh, maybe I could see like highlights of it, but like spoiler, I guess the movie does it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, true. that's not. Besides that, I really had no interest in anything else. I was gonna look up the thing about Jaya. Or Chaya. Um, I just never... Um, I kind of just left it like, okay, if you say so. Like, I just left it at that. Um, yeah, I definitely don't do this. For, uh, it's really rare that I do it. Yeah, I, I end up doing it for sport movies usually because I like to know, like, especially, like, if it's for, like, uh, fighting or, um, like, UFC and stuff like that. I definitely like to know that because I'm like, did I miss that? Did I see it? Or am I crazy? Are they changing something, you know? Um, like I can see a lot of people like Luke would say that they would the the reason they have like so much weird embedded knowledge about certain things is because they oh like they found something about in this thing or this song speaks something about this this episode talks about this and it, it piqued their interest 
and looked it up, right? And they went into their own rabbit hole on YouTube and shit, right? Sure. Um, and that's how you learn about something, right? You, you, you know, whether or not you still like the thing after is a different yeah. story, but you learned. Yeah, For me, really it's even more caution in the wind. It's even more like random than that. I just think about something randomly and like, oh, I want to look into that. So, but there's no rhyme or reason. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's funny you you say rabbit holes about that. Like, I I would just look up the facts itself. Like, I would like look up articles. Um, I'm like so like I don't look up YouTube videos. (laughs) Well, well, you know, I'm just giving an example. It doesn't have to be a rabbit hole that you spend six hours on. You know, it could be. I've never fallen into YouTube rabbit hole. So, I have, I have, but usually for the SOS show, that's when because more more likely. Right. Do you guys know the Earth is flat? (laughs) Okay, we're gonna go to our spoilers for. Next goal wins starting now. Spoiler, it's not round. It's fair. Fake drinking. That's fake drinking right there. It's real. The thing I was going to tell you earlier, so you remember how you said that it lingers on Jaya a lot, like the movie, and I mm-hmm. think um, I think like, shot, like the camera loves Jaya. Yeah. And especially towards the end, since the spoiler, like, we find out, by the way, I called that so fast. Uh, Michael Fassbender's daughter died, right? Um, and he's going through stuff. Right? Oh, yeah. The, the second voicemail I heard, I was like, yeah. So I dead. so I saw this with my wife. We went to the theaters. Yeah. And, I, and the moment uh, he heard a voicemail, the second the second voicemail, the same thing. Because you hear the part. She's, it says uh, your uh, saved voicemails or recorded or something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the moment I heard that, I was like, oh, she's uh, daughter's dead. I literally said that to her. And she's like, why would you think that? And I'm like, did you not pick up that key context clue of saved voicemails? <laughs> like, who does? Like, I'm just like. You're like Sherlock you know. Holmes about movie details. Like, <laughs> nah, brah. Right, right. He's also okay. not left-handed. What the fuck is wrong with that? <laughs> well, it, right. it just made sense. Like, you right. never. She was like, no. Like, he just missed. He's just listening to her voice music because he misses the calls. And I was like, no. No, he misses her. She, he misses she did. her. Like, yeah, like she did. And then she explains his anger root problems, girl. Right. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. She's dead. I was like, I told you. <laughs> like, you know. But, anyways, so the thing about Jaya is uh, the camera loves her so much. And it, it is that, like, I think the movie, and it it doesn't tie it, sadly, or it doesn't tie it well, where they start, like, he even calls her Nicole or whatever Nicole. his daughter's yeah. name. Once, like, and it's like him looking at her as his daughter, you know, yeah. like, and I think that's what the movie's trying to do because every time you have these like long looks, of but sadly, it's very lo- it's such a loose tie. It's um, I I also think it's like also it wants to highlight Jaya for for what's it called also being the first. Uh, well, does the movie ever get to that that you know that dreaded path that movies yeah. can get to where it becomes preachy is it doing that I don't in your opinion it, of course this is your opinion but like where well, i'm no, i don't i don't think the movie got preachy um i thought they just i think uh and i think they they did it a really good part where um the other coach ace yeah he's uh was just a really bad coach <laughs> but uh ace <laughs> is like yeah. but the nicest guy J- J- Super jaya, is nice. just, jaya is just jaya like we don't see anything like you know he explains it to uh, yeah yeah right. and that's like i mean that that like I thought it was done just perfectly, and the movie just continues on like just well. This is it. This is yep. this is this is normality here, and this is how normal we. All, no one, you're the only one seeing it weird. You're being weird. Don't stop make being it weird. weird. Is that being yeah. weird? Like everyone else is fine with this. Why are you? Why are you not? 
kind of scenario. And I like that the movie does that. I never felt preachy because I would say there's another weird one after that is when he calls her by her older name, Johnny. Yeah, well, that's like I I want to stab you and then twist the knife. You know? No, you're right. I'm not saying that's preachy either. I'm just saying that that could have been potential for that. It could, but the it movie could've? doesn't linger it after that. No, so like it, it gets over it. Like, he apologizes like two scenes so. later. Yeah, yeah. And not at the end of the movie. Two scenes later, not even. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't, so it doesn't I get past it pretty fast. Yeah. I'm like, okay, good. I was it worried. wait that long, and I was worried that I was watching like, it. I was, was worried because I don't know about Taika Waititi's politics. I don't know if it was sure. going to influence this movie in a bad way. Yeah. I have no idea, you know? Yeah, I know that he's uh, a guy. He seems like a good guy and like a good level-headed guy. So like, I hope – I'm glad he kept that, kept his head. If, yeah. if there even is a whiff of that at all, which right. I'm not saying there is. Uh, I like the movie. Uh, yes, I agree with you, Rob. I, I don't think it was preachy. Do you th- what about you, Luke? You seem to agree with us. Uh, yeah, well, the thing is, that's actually something I knew about American Samoa before I even watched this movie. That they're more lenient? Or that their main export is uh, soldiers? Tuna? No, tuna. So soldiers and tuna. They, they have a, By the way, that's a, that's a little station. fucked up. It's a little fucked up that, like, when they said that, and they said it like... like, like it's Not one mentioned of The Rock, by the way, either. That's or did it come from the other Samoan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, non-American Samoan. The independent Samoan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not aside from that. No, uh, no, I knew that American Samoa, they actually have like, a, and I think also parts of like Hawaii and stuff like that. They mm-hmm. always consider like a third gender as like a type of thing. Hmm. So yeah. I knew that about Hawaii, Hawaiians. Yeah, yeah, so, so yeah. yeah, American Samoa too. And they're not exactly close, but I guess uh, island living on the same ocean, roughly, yeah. right? <laughs> That's enough, right, to be close <laughs> right? Yeah. I guess <laughs> their taxes for imports is still just as high. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure it is. They, they can both relate on that front, you know? Uh, okay. I, I didn't know I that did. about them. That's great. I mean, that really reflects well because they're so cool and whatever. About yeah. they're, they're, they're in American territory. With no, I will say, right, right. I will no say. voting I think, power. I think my favorite right. part the, I think my favorite part of the movie, though, for me, I don't know how you guys are on this, is the who's on the plane uh, recording. <laughs> <laughs> like they just come out of nowhere recording with like some like i bought this off of a shelf this camcorder thing it's recording yeah, in 1080 yeah. I, you know like yeah and uh it's just if really that. really great and if then the whole that. time they're like oh hey mr mr uh President. mr mr superstar yeah or whatever yeah oh yeah uh, the camera guy has guy, so yeah. i i like the reveals that he has all these jobs yeah ace yeah. everyone's ace. got no no jobs. nice uh not Ace, Is the other Ace? guy. No, oh, no, not Ace. Um, What's his name's character? Not uh, Nikki. Is it Nikki? Nikki. He's not on top of here on my thing. Anyway, whatever. The, the, that Who, guy. Are you talking about the the old coach? Oh, not Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. Is no, it no, 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 Nikki, Nikki Salapu? No, Nikki Salapu is the uh, goalie. He's the old goalie. He's the, the, yeah, the old goalie. I think uh, you're thinking about Ace. Uh, no, no, Tavita. Tabitha? Yeah. Let me see. It's him. His pictures are not great. It's him. It's just he's super casual in this picture. He looks so casual, he looked younger uh, to me. Uh, Oscar, I was like, I'm looking Oscar, for someone older. Oh, Kitely? Knightley. Oh, Ki- no. Kit- Kitley? Kitley. Kitley. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That is him. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Sounds better. That's him. Okay. Tabitha. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to get it right. Yeah, he's, um, he's uh he's the owner of the bar or of the restaurant. He yeah. he's the cameraman. He's a camera operator who's on the plane. Yeah, um, I think he does something else also. I feel like that bit. Um, oh, he's I mean, the, the, the what's it called coordinator for the the whole. Yeah, the FIFA thing. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. 
Um, not FIFA, but you know, oh, whatever. Like the liaison. Or the FFSA, whatever. Yeah, yeah FFSA, right, that's what I Right, that's what I meant. Not because of this fight. Uh, I feel like that 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 kind of that funny reveal of those jobs could have couldn't have gone further. Even I kind of expected the movie to go further with it and have more fun with it, but um, it's fine. It's like him catching tuna like the next day yeah. from, <laughs> or whatever, or collecting cans. Um, I do like that they make fun of white people too. <laughs> like we're just like uh, tourists. Like I'm going to give you knowledge. You want knowledge from us because that's what you think that you want from us. <laughs> like you're yeah, how they. Well, part of that is the kind of the problem I have with the movie overall is that they, the way they force the comedy in, it's like Michael Fassbender's character, Thomas, Tom, um, his character forces what is the white trope parts that the movie's self-aware breaking fourth wall on regarding these feel-good movies about a guy coming in, the fish out of water story, right, and adapting the peoples that are made. Like that whole thing is that the movie leans into it, but also Tom falls for it as well. Facts, he does because he's repeating some of the shit that he like, quote unquote, not wanting to learn, <laughs> but learning from the t- from the town and the island living. Yeah, he, really he repeats does. it to his players or Chaya or or his or the XX, what you know, whatever. He repeats some of it, and I feel like some of those didn't. I feel like I'm like am I? So is like the ridiculousness, the fourth wall breaking, self-aware, ridiculous aspects of the movie circling around and becoming part and plot of the movie that's actually real and is like a circle eating itself or is like a tail, you know what I mean, like a snake eating its tail. And like, is this like where <laughs> I felt like it made the movie a little more, uh, a little less believable. I get not less believable. That's not right either. I just felt weird. I guess okay. I, maybe I can't pinpoint what it is, but it just felt weird. So I'm just going to go with weird. I hear what you're saying though. Um, but I think those kind of things made Tom a little less of a of a character we should take. I don't want to say seriously, but seriously in 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 terms of the movie, you know, like it I, makes me take him less serious as a coach or as a leader of any kind. You know, like I feel like we got very little, if anything, of that. Yeah, I feel like um, you know, yeah, I do feel like uh, I never, um, I never took Fastbender's character serious. Um, after that interview, after that, like, uh, exit interview or whatever he was doing. The exit? Remind me. In the beginning, when he got fired. Oh, in the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His exit interview, as I called it. And yeah, yeah. the stages of... <laughs> the stages <laughs> of stages like, yeah. getting fired. Yeah. Grief. Stages of uh, grief, funny. right? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. Well, yeah, he really went through them all. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> that was I like how, uh, Super religious, the island was. Yes, fucking oh everybody God. went. Yeah, he just fucking stole from that yeah. convenience. <laughs> well, they're all praying. Well, no, I think what? he paid. No, I did, did pay. He did pay. He just dropped the money and left and scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That looked like the that looked like the beginning of a horror movie, man. When that kind of shit happens, it's like uh, it's like the Wicker Man or like uh, the Testament or something, the Sacrament. Sorry, um, these are all horror movies, by the way. Uh, where like a whole town's like super religious to yeah. to a horrifying fault, you know. Um, like if they were gonna eat him, I wouldn't be surprised. That's my point. Oh jeez, and obviously not. Um, eat the non-believer. Oh god. But the whole thing, the whole point of this thing, and there's a really funny scene with Tabitha because he really nails it home, is that he just wants them to 
shoot one goal. Yeah, yep, that's it. And there's a scene where like just one goal, and he keeps walking away. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. one goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was funny. I liked that, that one funny. a lot. Yeah, me too. And there was like five of them, and they all worked for me. So I was like, yeah, it's one goal. Because again, this cast is the, all the Samoan people are just amazing. It's like don't change anything about them. They're great. Or the the the, the boobs drawn on his face. Yes. Yes, that was great. <laughs> and the next scene, it's like it's still there, just yeah, yeah, lightly faded. And, and and his wife, like, like, where'd you get that pair of boobs? Like, why is there like so? It's like being, you know, <laughs> like, oh, so you know those boobs, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's a great beginning. Also, like I said, the beginning of the movie is really good. Um, it does set up. And like, then as I reveal in that beginning, <laughs> where like, because it's a two shot. Of them two talking, and the, oh, the, of them two talking, and the son in the middle, right at the table, and then the reveal comes from when you hear a fourth voice, and it's Ace, the fucking coach, sleeping in the same oh, house yeah. as they all do. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is they are they all staying there? They're talking about replacing him. He's just like, oh yeah, you know, they're just chiming in, you know. He's, you he's know. too nice of a guy. He's too nice. Yeah. Too nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like I said, and other stuff didn't super work. Like I said, I, I like I again. I really wish that we saw a more of a point to the training stuff. I wish I could see it, that it worked and how it worked. I wish I understood something more in detail about the game that could have been a fun reveal for the team itself. Like I wish they tied that in a lot better or made something. I don't care if they made something. I just want something, you know. Um, because the movie's pretty clear on like this is a comedy and this is all the bare bones are true and that's it, you know. A feel good comedy, right? Makes right. You feel good. Yeah, uh, I just wish well, the feel good had more staying power. Maybe is what I'm saying. You know? Oh yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. But let's uh, carry on here. What do you guys want to talk about with Chaya? I, I'm, I mean, we want. Well, it seems like we want to talk more about there about stuff there. I just felt like that was a better character than uh, Thomas. I had more going, like currently. Agreed. With the Can you imagine transitioning and everything, or yeah. just having to explain to him, like, "Can you play for the men's oh, team?" Oh, and, and stopping the thing. So I do feel like the movie like half went in on it, mm. and I feel like the movie was just like, "We're gonna, we're gonna highlight Chaya," but that's about it. And I'm yeah. like, "But why not give more? Why I don't understand, like." You why why not make it as as a co lead like instead of a supporting actress or whatever and I'm just like ugh but yeah, yeah. I did want to have I do want to mention something there's a little trivia on uh, or a little did you know okay. apparently the Will Arnett's part was supposed to be Army Hammer and they huh. re, they re, they because uh, Army Hammer had a uh, numerous uh, yeah yeah no. rape and abuse allegations uh, of course um. So they had to do reshoots, which uh, what's it called? Uh, when they had to do reshoots, they replaced him for Will Arnett. Okay. Huh. So, wait, I don't know if Arnett. I don't know if that, know if that character would have been. I mean, yeah, I mean, different. those kind of things can make uh, can damage a movie for sure. I think Army Harris has that uh, more stoic face, in my opinion, than uh, Will Arnett does. Will Arnett just looks like he wants to say a joke at all times. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which again, that's his, you know, bread and butter. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's not the Lego can't, Batman can't, for no reason. Can't fault the guy, right? Too much, but. right? Uh, yeah, okay. That that kind of makes sense. Yeah. 
I mean, I still um, saw it on IMDb. Can you? But, so going back to Chaya, but I agree with you, Ralph. Like I said, this could was go a lot better if you uh, was an actual co-lead to the movie, had yeah. her own narrative part, maybe. I, I feel like the movie wanted to do it and they just never did it. Right. I it did feel. I honestly did feel that way. I was just because like, then yeah. it would be too woke. Nah. I don't want them liberal woke so. ideologies in my movies. I don't think so. Um, as those kind of people, we're not watching this movie anyway. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, they're, they're the type of people, you know, buying tickets for Sounds of Freedom and expecting other people to go see it because they bought tickets for that. Okay. Well, <laughs> we, I don't know how we're getting political here. But right. Yeah, on. me neither. I don't know. Right, how right. I'm there. not against it, but on this show, no. Um, not so much. Anyway. Unless the movie's about that. The movie's about, oh, my God, they made this movie called Sound of Freedom, and the movie is talking about this, and then we can talk about it then. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, with that said, can you imagine, guys, if the dead daughter wasn't a reveal and it was up front the whole time in the movie. So when she, when he finally calls her Nicole in the middle, blurting it out like that mm-hmm. would have been much more impactful. Think about scenes like that scenes, like her breaking down in the bathroom. It would have had much more of an impact if we knew about it before, or if the movie played it like we all knew about it before. I, it was obvious to us. Sure. Yeah. But like being obvious, and being upfront about it are two different things, you know. Again, I would say your wife fell for it, Ralph. So that yeah. means I'm not saying she's dumb. I'm just saying she doesn't watch as much as we do. That's what. No, 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 she doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, most people are like her. So I feel like they would be doubly, uh, would be doubly impressed if the movie hadn't used that as a reveal and kept it upfront the whole time. Yeah. Kept it uh, as as to kept us uh, up to up to the up to date as to why this guy is such an asshole, why he lost his job, and it would make a lot more sense. Like we can go into his journey with empathy, as opposed yeah. to having this guy be an asshole, right? Unnecessarily, but a, Honestly, a, a yeah. sympathetic asshole. It's much better to watch. I agree, one hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Well, and it's funny. You look also the the poster for um, yeah, the next goal wins. Chaya's the main. Person highlighted. The, the, oh, is she really? The, as the center, the, the bottom center, and oh, then yeah. you have Fastbender's character, and then you have uh, what's his name's character, Oscar Kaya Keatley. Keatley. Yeah. yeah. So the right next to him. So like, it's almost like okay, you're obviously saying something, you know. I think this is mixed messages of anything because it's not true. Yeah. And but the know. movie wants it to be true. It's like I, you're, it's your movie, but right, I don't exactly. understand. And also, this is like. I don't want to say a deep passion project. Maybe it is. I don't know how how Taika feels about it. He makes so many projects. He's producing or being a part of so many things lately. Uh, I don't know if he can keep up with it himself. Uh, maybe that's what this is. I don't know. I don't know if the the throwing off of Army Hammers. I don't think that could throw him off too much because it's such a side role. But um, I don't know what's going on. But like it seems to me like this is one of those little projects that he wanted to do. No one's forcing him to do this. It's not a contract deal. It's right. not a Marvel movie. I feel like uh, why not do it right or be more pick a direction, you know what I'm saying? You know, stick yeah. your guns on. I don't know. I felt like the movies. Yeah, you're right. So it's weird. It's weirder because it doesn't. Right. Uh, yeah, 100%. Focus on one or the other. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about with this movie with Next Goal Wins? Um, obviously, the finale was predictable. It was great. It was fun how they did the cutaway I, where the guy son like heat stroke collapses it. and they have to explain it. Yeah, I actually love you. I dug that so much. But it, and it felt so it felt so psycho about TT there. Yeah, it was so but, cool. That was cool. It, but it, it felt it was a really good way to do it. Um in my opinion. Yes, I agree. Yeah. That was great. You could have two two different reveals of the same reveal, you know, of the same thing. <laughs> right. Kind of thing. 
Um, yeah, I like that. I like that. I, I like the ending too. The last little prayer on the beach. It was cool. Um, anything else on the movie? Did it make you feel good? Ultimately, yes, of course, it did its job. It did make me feel good. I mean, Perfect. Taika Waititi again effortlessly. This guy can make lovable characters out of anything. Uh, he, you saw Jojo Rabbit, right? Come on, yeah. He made an, uh, granted, imaginary Hitler, but he made him lovable. <laughs> you know, at yeah. least likable. Just saying, the guy can. Your putty in his hands, your little cuddle buddies. Uh, all right, are we done with the? Yeah, re- I think we are done. Show? Okay, you, you said putty, and I thought of putty from Seinfeld. I thought of after I said that too. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna review our last film of the evening, which is Leo. Stay with us. A seventy-four-year-old lizard named Leo and his turtle friend decide to escape from the terrarium of a Florida school classroom where they have been living for decades. Yes. On Netflix. Jesus fucking Christ, say something. I will fucking murder your soul. Leo, great. Leo on Netflix. Luke, pick a a person. For a guy who, who skips like... Like Leg pauses day? in this in his podcast, yeah. you sure do leave a lot. Directed by yeah. three people: Robert Marionetti, mm-hmm. your mom, Robert Smeagol, uh-huh. and David Wachtenheim. Written by Robert Smeagol, Adam Sandler, and Paul Sado. Starring Adam Sandler and Bill Burr and other people. Yeah, because fuck the rest, right? That's no matter. Okay. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Jason it's Alexander. Jason Alexander. Okay. All right. <laughs> and Rob Schneider. Allison Strong. Uh, she, she was the teacher. She barely had a role. Rob Schneider barely had a role, and you mentioned his name. It's because he's a man? Because he's Rob Schneider. And I should know who he is versus Alyssa Oh, Strong. because you know because you know him because he's a man, you only know other men. Okay, that's just so many problems. <laughs> I prefer a company of men. I don't know. I know well that I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Allison Strong. How about that? Anyway, continue. Well, okay, good for you. All right. So this is my last pick, and I'm gonna go first. Because mm. I haven't. All right. <clears throat> I thought it was a fun movie. Alright, what do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's so I, funny I, how, I, you, how both of you fail to understand that Awkward Pauses is meant for nobody. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm meant for nobody. I was surprised by the music. Yeah. Didn't think it would be that much music in it, but it was still fun. Um... Yeah, overall positive movie. Has a good message, you know. Not all animals can talk, though, so that that was the bummer. I would argue no animals can talk, but uh, <laughs> well, we don't. What do that. you have in your house? Like, what? Do you, what's your life experience? <laughs> I love that. Uh, how the lizard has a end of life crisis based on some information that he overheard. It's like, oh shit, I'm gonna die in a year. Yeah. That's true. That is tough. But uh, it, it was funny. Adam Sandler oh. did his Adam Sandler stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Bill Burris. Squirtle. I don't know how they got away with that one, by the way. That the Pokemon company's not suing the hell out of them. Wait, what do you know? I don't know. Yeah. Squirtle is the turtle's name. No, I know that, but like, why are they gaining away with it? I, I'm, I don't know. It just seems like they were the Pokemon company oh, and Nintendo. So you said like, you don't know how they're getting away. <laughs> I heard. Yeah. I know how. I don't. Yeah, I heard the same I thing. Know. I don't know how us. <laughs> I'm like, it's like I know the meaning of the universe. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on now. I do not know how they got away with it. Got it. Enunciate better, because motherfucker, we both heard you say you know the answer. Okay, you're right. I don't know either. But I, 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 I think they get away with it because more logo in I honestly, I honestly do get think they get away with it because they also name other things. Um like, oh, I used to be named this and they're being named after things. And it's not like oh I'm copyright infringing. Right. You know? I think that, also I think maybe that's what that, it is. It's yeah. like, well, this is a school path. This, there is like some legal jargon. I'm sure they can get away with it. So. Yeah, that shit is really complicated <laughs> and more intricate than you can possibly imagine. One thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to give you my quick thing. So obviously I saw this because my son wanted to watch it. It's his name as well. Um, he, he knew about this movie before? like, uh, He saw it was on Netflix and he was like, oh, oh look, that's my name. Like, Oh, oh I see. Oh, it's right. The boy, I think. I mean, <laughs> that's your name. I'm not watching it. Right. So I knew it was Adam Sandler because Oscar Luke picked it. I didn't know before that, right? And I was like, Are you, I have to watch this for the podcast. Are you guys want to watch it together? And they're like, yeah, sure. And I... <laughs> The looks what, I got for my wife. The looks I got for my wife. There's like a scene when they say something. I forgot. I forgot what's that because I've seen this movie so many times, but I, for, I already forgot. Um, he says something off color. She looks at me like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, this is Adam Sandler. And she's like, I thought his fucking voice sounded familiar. And I was like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, dear God. Like, she's but, thinking about other Adam Sandler movies for her. She immediately was like, this is, why is my son watching an Adam Sandler movie? Right. Right? And it's still cute, in my it's opinion. It's a legit question. It is well, a legit question. Well, yeah. come on. It's a kid's movie. There's jokes for adults that kids aren't hopefully going to get. Yeah, and, I guess. And there's shit for kids. Right. But as Sausage Party has taught everyone by now that not every animated movie is for kids. <laughs> Facts. Um, so yeah, there's uh, all of that going on. Um, yeah, the whole. <laughs> uh, I thought overall, I thought it was a fun movie. Overall, there's some cool. There's some really cool moments, especially when <laughs> when he's uh, what's it called uh, when he's uh, when he meets up when they takes he gets taken the first time. Um, I thought that was a cool moment. Like, there's like, oh, like you're actually having a heartfelt moment, and it took you only 20 minutes into the movie, not, you know, the last 10 minutes of your movie, which is the normal. <laughs> I know. Uh, then you realize what they're really doing. <laughs> right, right, right. And then that's besides the point. But what, yeah. um, there, there is some stuff. But I also feel like um, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the movie that you're just like, okay, like you obviously want to mention something, or you obviously feel some sort of way about the world or about this topic or about this thing and you need to you need to tell us right um and i felt like that way about um jada's dad which is jason alexander's voice with him being rich and her being spoiled and stuff like that right and uh things are just that nature like there's a couple other scenes we'll i'll mention more in spoilers without spoiling the movie but 
that I feel like Adam Sandler wants to tell his his thing because that's I think that's what Adam Sandler likes to do anyway, which is in his movies he just really, really much wants to tell us how he feels about the current topic at hand or whatever. The yeah, it's is. funny him and Bill Burr are very similar in that way. Which is it's funny figure. how they're both in they're his both movie, in, right? Yeah. yeah, and not only that, but they're like the two like the two old timers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's it's great, and uh, Bill Burr is fantastic because it's just he's so fucking like. He's just all over it. He's like, I don't get you. Like, we're, you're supposed to be here with me, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, overall, the kid liked the movie. Obviously, uh, I ended up watching this for thanks on Thanksgiving. Um, watched it before that. Watched it. Tw- there's another twenty times played at the house already. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you're well. So this is going to be like your top watched movie this year. No, no, no. My kid has his own most episode. watched. Is there a Netflix Spotify version of the end of the year thing? Like when I hope you... not. Okay. No, I don't want to see how much I'm paying for it and not watching. <laughs> <laughs> True. Hella facts on that one. Yeah. So besides that, um, yeah, there's some cool moments. I thought the animation was kind of cool too. I, it wasn't anything like it never it was... took away from it. It was just obviously it's all 3D animation. Yeah, not showy at all. It's really just, it, it was there and it was yeah. functional in a good way. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it was just, uh, they would do its thing and leave, you know? Yep. Kind of thing. So. Again, not, not knocking at all. A lot of work goes into this shit. He, he has his two kids in it, right? Sadie he and does, Sonny. Yeah. yeah, I want to get into that a little bit. I love how this movie cast a child for every child voice actor that, a yeah. character that's a child Wait in this movie. That's cool. Like, they, they kind of pick voice oh. actors that are age appropriate. Also, uh, right? Robert Schmeagel's kid is in there, apparently. Ethan Schmeagel. Word, word. I don't know. Oh, um, and Rowie Schmeagel. Dude, that, that, that casting booth, I mean, that, that sound recording booth uh, sessions must have been fun. Yeah, it was probably during COVID. They did it, you know, over a Zoom call. Nah, it wasn't during COVID. But, you know, but it must have been a lot of fun. I mean, Adam Sandler is... I mean, we talk about Taika Waititi being the king of, like, making any ensemble cast fucking lovable as shit characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he is the king of making, he like, laid-back movies with his fucking friends. That's all he does. <laughs> doesn't give a shit if there even is a plot, as long as they're in, it, it's in the same location of whatever island they decide to vacation that <laughs> summer. Like, they don't give a shit. Right. You know? Yeah. Now this time he turned that attention to like his kids and his friends' kids who made the movie yeah. with him. He, like his, uh, his wife oh, and his, nepotism. His his wife and his kids. Oh were man, like, yes. Hey, how about yes. you spend some time with us? All right, all right. Uh, it's like that movie uh, Yoga Hosers, but yeah. uh, better. Like Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah, better collaboration, more kids involved. I mean, like it's much better. Well, but didn't he also use his kids in a movie or another Netflix movie earlier this year? I don't know. I don't watch his movies. I've only I, I literally avoid all of them unless they're. Like uh, uncut gems, like you know, it was, it. it's something like you are so not coming to my bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. Or something. Let me tell you a story. I haven't even heard of that fucking title. <laughs> Let me tell you another story. I haven't seen that movie. So I'm sure you're not wrong. I'm just saying he's the king of that. And if anything, you're proving it more by telling me about this. Oh yeah, you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah 2023. I think it's bat so. mitzvah. Right. Bat mitzvah. Yeah, I'm just saying. You're really white. <laughs> <laughs> bat or ba? The bat. Ba? Bat. 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 Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, bar mitzvah, I think, is for women, and bat mitzvah is for boys. I think it's the reverse. Men. 
Is it reversed? Yeah. See, that's how little I know. <laughs> Who gives a I'm shit? I'm literally talking about his daughter. Oh, you <laughs> mentioned daughter. I didn't hear you say daughter. But yeah. Either way, I had it back. Did you watch Fleisch? No, never mind. You didn't see that. Oh, Herbie no, Halloween? Then. No, I was talking about something else. I was talking about Flash was in trouble. I still haven't seen that. Nope. Other than that first episode, Rob and I saw, I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I should get on it. Anyway. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so he's the king of that. This this is no different. But I think it is. I mean, it's. I mean, I didn't know it was an Adam Sandler movie until it hit play. Uh, <laughs> that's why I chose it. It's a feel-good Adam Sandler movie. You might have said yeah. that, and I must have just like tuned it out because Adam Sandler is so... Like it's such an avoidable thing. Like I, I, I never watch his movies. Any, I don't. I gave a shit in the nineties and two thousands, and then I grew up, and I right. don't like him anymore. Yeah, and he's it's a terrible filmmaker. I, and I love how everyone that talks about his his movies are yeah. always all his nineties movies, nineties or early two thousands. And I'm just like, and, and but I, but I also regret having watched those. Like I don't like those now. I don't have, uh, I don't have a nostalgic bone for them, except for what. Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore? I don't care about those movies. Wow. <laughs> I don't care about those movies. Wow. He's like, wow. What is You wrong hear yourself? Look how white you're speaking to me right now. Those are some of the greatest <laughs> The white people time. say that. Yes, 100%. I get that. But I'm telling you, I don't care about them. I haven't seen them since then. And I don't want to. Uh, I care about the Punch on Glove, but that's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. And, um, you know, maybe there's like... What about Uncut Gems? You love Uncut I love Uncut Gems. Gems, but that's not an Adam Sandler movie. Did you? Did you like it? I love Uncut Gems. Oh, I thought you hated it. No, no, no. I was like, well, that movie made me panic and high anxiety. Oh, I don't yeah, know if that makes yeah. it a great there, movie. There's but it makes a movie me... that's giving me anxiety is that movie. Yeah. That's, uh, what about The Wedding Singer or Big Daddy, Little Nicky, Waterboy? I saw all of those. Yeah. I remember liking Little Nicky. Quote me something else besides Gatorade. Or H2O, the, the, right? That scene, or the mama scene, my mama scene. And then I remember Faruza Bulk is in that movie, and I kind of thought that she was like, Oh, does she need money? Is that what she's in this movie? <laughs> wow. She's like a good actress. <laughs> um, Wedding Singer, I kind of, I mean, that one I might rewatch because I remember good that movie was good, but that's been that long that all I have is a vague memory of that movie. It probably is terrible, it's probably bad. What else? What else you got for me? Airheads? You, Airheads? That's not an Adam Sandler movie. But also, I haven't seen that since a year it came out. So, I don't know either. Is that a Polly Shore movie? That's a, no, that's a uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser was actually, okay. I think, yeah. He was, he was the king of them, right? He was like their leader? I think so. And isn't Jason Lee in that movie? Eight Crazy Nights? No. So, it's I was going to talk about that. Eight Crazy Nights is like one of his few animated films, right? Correct, yes. How does he feel compared to that one? Because that one, if you guys remember, because Adam Sandler has his dick sucked constantly by white audiences, is that they were that movie was hyped. Everyone wanted to see that movie. It really was hyped. And I saw it, and I was like, eh, it was okay. But what do you guys think? Does it meet? I those don't. Kind of I don't think I've seen it. In, in How like do you? Two decades. You were just defending his fucking cock all over the place. <laughs> Girth, size, everything. What? Why? You haven't seen this one? I don't remember. I probably saw it like when it first came out. It came out around the same time that that um, Final Fantasy animated movie came out. Advent- I've, I've never seen that. Yeah, I think so. I think around the same oh, time. Oh no, Spirits Within. Spirits Within. Yes. Yeah, I've saying. never seen Spirits Within. Okay, apparently you're not a fan of anything at all, are you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't give a shit. Why uh, don't you tell me the name of the? Movie? Also, I, I also don't know much about Final Fantasy. <laughs> what about that's my boy? That was a good Adam Sandler movie. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I never heard of that one even. I don't even know what that is. That's my boy. I don't know. That's my boy. That's the one where he bangs his teacher. Yeah. You know, like I have a friend of mine that like like legit unabashedly you were so loves. So happy with that answer. Sorry, continue. I have a friend that loves unabashedly. Uh, don't mess with the Zohan. He made movie. me watch it once. I'm like, this movie's so fucking dumb, Jay. Like I kept doing it. Jay. I, I actually had so I. <laughs> I had two. <laughs> like, like I'm really, our friendship. I, I had two like, really good friends who wouldn't stop talking about that movie, and at one point they kept like There's something about it for they, people. They, they people. kept talking to me about it. Like if I like, oh, like we really like this, and I was like, no, like you guys really like it. I think it's. I thought it was funny the first time, and I really think that it was only funny in certain parts. And you guys have officially killed this movie. Like I, I can never watch this movie again and laugh. Like it's just All right. I just can't. I think our our biggest problem right now is that we're talking about his other movies. We should probably go back to um, yeah, Leo. Leo. So give us something. Uh, so okay, Luke, you're the big, you're the Sandler head. Tell me, I, I, I guess you, compared to us, you are compared to us. You're in the cult of Sandler. So tell me, how does it compare to his other movies? To you. For you, well, no, because this is different. This is uh, no written by him. Different. It's the same comedic style, just meant for kids. No swearing it's and no live action. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. No, it's a completely different audience. So it's yeah. a different movie. Com- this is a family type movie. And yet, you can compare one movie to another. So how does it compare to his fucking movies? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't. You never. Does this question never rise your mind? Never that you don't think it, I would ever ask you that. It doesn't compare to his other movies because it's a different type of, of movie. Of course it does. No. Of course it does. Well, uh, my first question would have been how does it compare to Eight Crazy Nights, but you don't remember it or haven't seen it, which is funny because that's the one. Well, I, I think Eight Crazy uh, Nights was a war, not. That was me. Directed towards children. I thought he was going to say a war movie. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> no, I know. I was like, wait, Hanukkah what? movie. <laughs> whatever. Same, yeah, I mean, same, yeah, whatever. same Same time frame. Same time. <laughs> Good save. Same time frame. You're right. <laughs> Good save. Um, right, fine. It's a holiday movie. Let's call it that holiday movie. Yes, holiday. Let's not get political again. Um, okay, okay, fine. Religious? But you can't compare them. For example, I actually like this movie. I haven't sent my piece yet, but I like this movie. It, I like. I mean, it's meant for kids, so like, I'm not saying it goes over my head or anything. It's a little simple, but it's fun. Um, I had a great time with the old man Leo. I I love the old manness of this guy. Mm-hmm. Like. Do I even partake into his, you know, because, you know, we, you know, we, we talked about how we, you know, how this movie excels and, you know, the, the typical third act or the final parts of the emotional arc regarding him talking to a human kid and, you know, and all that and having that emotional thing happens in the first 20 minutes and at the end it's like that happens over and over in this movie. Now, because it happens so often and different kids have different issues and different questions. And come from different backgrounds or whatever. Um, I can't say I agree with all of his fucking advice. Uh, Bill Burr's advice? No, no. Bill Burr's is the worst. And that's, <laughs> that's the point of Squirtle. That's the point of Squirtle in many ways. Um, he is like the antithesis. There's no real bad guy. The teacher kind of comes up as the actual bad guy. But she's not really the bad guy. You know? The bad guy is really Leo. He brings it all on himself, really. Yeah. He brings up every single cocky. problem on himself. Yep. The fact that he ignores his friend when he didn't have to, the fact, you know, like, yeah, again, the only real bad guy maybe is the teacher. But again, that's right. not really saying much. Um, who plays her? 
it's um, Cecily Strong, right? That's her? Yes. Yeah, Malkin. Okay. So let me sure I have her in my head. Um, yeah, and I like the teacher stuff overall. I like most of the students. I don't like the advice on that crying girl. I mean, there's a way to do that, and then there, there's the way Adam Sandler wrote it, and or whoever wrote that scene um, that I don't agree <laughs> with. Now, this movie is also part musical. It's a little bit of a musical. What do you guys think about that? I was a weird surprise. That's not that weird of a surprise to me. I, he likes doing that. Hey, you're he, right, Ralph. He does like doing that. But he, what did you guys feel about it in the movie? Yeah, I, oh, sorry. I was just repeating. I was just yeah. replying to his uh, his reaction to it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. I, I yeah, a true was, Adam Sandler head would know that. Yeah, you were. Um, Obviously, I'm not a true Sandler head. Yeah, it's okay. You heard it here, sure. folks, first. So this yeah. is recorded. <laughs> right. The internet's in the ink. <laughs> I uh, I actually thought that works well for the audience because it's for kids and kids like musicals. Kids, like I want to say the same thing. Like I think they put that in because they they're giving this you, entirely. You, for you kids. get like the you get like the news yes. delivered, and I'll, I'll say something right now because that scene and that's one of the big scenes that at, my wife looked at me like, "What are we watching?" Um, <laughs> which is like the cry scene, right? When he's like, "Don't cry," like I don't yes. want to hear your shit, yeah. and it is like. When you hear it as like, well, that's an old man telling you from his perspective, from his age and all of these things, right? Yeah. Not current times or, or anything that I would teach my kid, right? But at the same time, and like you hear it, you're like the old other person in you that grew up. You're like, yeah, that's kind of how I was told to, right? To whatever. And he kind of fixes it, kind of like saves his little little. Well, the movie's going to be pro-Leo, right? Right. The movie's going to be pro-Leo, right? right. Kind of fixes it right for himself to manage it, right? Um, but it's done in a song, so it's done like lighthearted. And, and the movie tries to be, I'm going to, every bad thing I'm going to say is still going to be a, as lighthearted as possible. Every problematic thing I'm going to say is Correct. Not, yeah. Right. It is. And it is very Which I have a problem because I, I saw it. I was like, oh, that's not great. I agree with you. I don't, I agree with you 100%. But I also agree with the, with that girl that was like, uh, with the dad, that's with the rich girl a little right. bit. Like, oh, You're, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. That's one way of doing it, I guess. There, there is like, there's like some of those moments also when like, when, um, like when he's telling the girl that you're not that like, whatever you know, you're not that rich or you're not that famous or you're not, you're not that, that important or special. That's right. Special. And it's like that part. But, and I just do feel like uh, the kids do end up just going like, oh, okay. And it's like he's going for, against the... for the movie's sake. The kids agree very easily to him. Um, there is a lot of that too when you watch the movie. Well, I would say, I mean, if if a talking turtle comes up to you and gives you advice. And you know the turtles age because the turtles can Liz- get really old. Is that Liz- like, huh? Lizard? Liz- no, oh, fine, whatever. Sure, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, wouldn't you give it an, an extra hefty layer of believability? I think like, if I'm five years or would you take grade, his words more, more with more weight because of the talking? I, no, I think if I'm in fifth grade, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, no, no, you're right. You're right. Give me advice. You're right. Burn would, it down. We're not spoilers yet, are we? Um, I almost dropped the spoiler. Okay. We're not. We're not. No, we're not. Okay. Um, kind of feel like we should just get there because. Yes. <laughs> um, well, we can. Yeah, by all means. Okay. I think I think we overall recommend it. I did enjoy it. Luke said you so enjoyed too. it too. You, li- you like, liked it a bit, right? Or a lot? No, yeah. yeah that was a great I have a movie. question. Your niece and nephew come over. Are you showing them this movie? Yes. Yes. You don't have a niece. No, I'm asking yes. Like, would you? Oh, because you were answering, Oscar. No, no, I was yeah. asking with you. I know I don't have a fucking niece. I mean, I do. Technically, I have half nieces everywhere. 
technically. So fuck you, bitch. Do you know their names? Nope. There you go. I don't even know their mom's Shut name. Shut the fuck up. Anyways, continue. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah. You think or you know? I mean, I don't know if these kids. Uh, doesn't it doesn't matter. You're, you're, you have the choice. You you are the, the. I would put it on. Yes. Okay. Cool. There you go. And Obviously, you I'm did. putting it out for me. If they choose to watch it, they can. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, okay. Now, let's get into spoilers for this movie called Leo. Although, now. I am not going to explain how child, how childs are, you know, a child is born out of a butt. Did you not hear me just say we're going into spoilers? No. Shut up. We've been doing this show for a while now. <laughs> And yet, we sometimes we need. You to talk break. over me when I'm about to go into fucking spoilers. We okay? Sometimes you know we have to break form. You mean every time by doing pauses and doing <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> sometimes the art speaks. This is a nom, okay? Anyway, uh, this isn't your house. Uh, last month under construction. Oh, I heard this is uh, this isn't uh, this isn't a nom like nom. I heard like I thought nomination. It's like why are we thinking nomination? I was like, oh nom. Never mind. That old Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Right. That Sorry. old chestnut. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, what were you going to spoil almost? I wanted, I'm curious. I was going to say, because uh, uh, you were saying, like, well, they're five year olds. I mean, of course they would take advice. Five year old, fifth graders. But yeah. Wait, wait, whatever. I heard five. <laughs> That's how little I know. Yeah, sure. Um, is that, well, like, well, this teacher kind of took his advice too. And this is just an old lady, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah was she never grew up. <laughs> So uh, that's true. She had her, she has very stunted problems, um, yeah, in more ways than one. Yeah, I, I wasn't being cute. I, I I said it, and then I realized. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, her and the character from Up uh-huh. could match. Just saying, a little little bit of a batch. Oh my god! Yeah, they're both box boxy. <laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah. That's her. That's her tagline and on her dating profile. Like her name was Boxy Cleopatra boxy, in school. Boxy. Come on. Yes. Foxy, Foxy, hundred percent see that. Okay, uh, what do we think of this teacher? Because she really comes to fruition in the second half of the movie. She is very set in her ways. I, she had I, that feeling for sure. Yeah, she did. I don't mind her. Like she ends up changing a little bit or being more lenient towards things, right? Because she gets empowered, right? And it's it is it is a weird thing to see when you empower somebody who probably never had. Or never felt empowered in their lives, or just knowing that they can, right. uh, giving them that, like, hey, you can do these things. You know, you're capable. You're showing that you're, uh, you know, how to do your job, and results are showing and stuff like that. It's interesting how people act, and then the feeling that you get, and the feeling that you end up like wanting to keep as well, right? That's the whole reason why she does everything she does. Um, yeah, I, th- I, I actually like that. I, I thought that was, I thought that worked out pretty well, even though it was very, like, still by the numbers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about the messages. Or is there an overall message? What's going on here with the movie uh, with regarding kids? Rob, you're the one with the kids. Read a so book. Only one. So what do you think about it? You live. Huh? Read a Accepting book. Accepting change. You live. <laughs> yeah. Accepting change. That's a good one. Okay. I can see that. Um. I, it all depends. Accepting change, accepting yourself, accepting every... I don't know. Sure. I, I think it's also like being... Uh, be open-minded very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, be willing to learn. Um, there's a lot of cool... There's a lot of like... I like 
the fact that he's sold that he has to. I like how he has to go back. One of the, my favorite scenes in, is like the beginning of the movie. He goes he, back to 1945. Yeah, yeah. He goes back to his like. He's like, I gotta recollect my memory, right? And he goes all the way back to 49, and um, he's like a little, a little, a little lizard. Um, so that that's cool. But I I do feel like uh, since he's always been stuck in the sixth grade or whatever fifth grade he's in. Yeah, um, he's always stuck in there. He only knows like I only know fractions. Like I don't know anything. Else. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to add or subtract. I, I, I know how to do fraction, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. there, there is, like, right, right. Like I have, I have all this knowledge, right? I know these things, and then they uh, they know a lot of things, but they've learned from seeing all these people, seeing all these come through, all the all the talking and all these all the extra things. That's cool, and it's cool that they're able to like with all this age, they're able to pass this information down, especially Leo. Just to help out, right? Because he's the one, obviously, mainly doing it. Not Squirtle. Um, Squirtle. Squirtle's advice. I mean, Leo's cringes at it. Like, oh my god, like what are you doing? Yeah. Like with the with the, how the baby you're born. Yeah. Right? Um, how did it go, Luke? Again, you remember? Oh god. Well, he was talking about how turtles are baby born, hatches. How, like, Basically, like, turtles yeah. have to like hide the eggs and like the uh, by the uh, in the beach. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was interesting to say the least. Also, a cute way to do it because yeah. without having to do it for real. I also like how since they've seen all these kids throughout the years, they're like, "Oh, this kid is just like this kid from like 1973." Yeah, like, kids kind of stay the same. Yeah, kids kind of right. Exactly, it is one of those things. Kids kind of stay the same, so you kind of know what to tell kids. Like in the end, like you just have to talk their current language. That's about it. Like get current references. Yo, that shit busting. <laughs> right, right, stuff like that. I mean, he's got <laughs> no to the point cat. where like. Yeah, he's got to the point where like he's he's giving them like, he gets all these phones from the kids, you know, uh, to keep oh in contact God. and stuff like that. How do these kids have so many burner phones? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm his- surprised he even took the "You're special. You're the only one that can talk to about this" to heart. Yeah. He didn't have to take that tactic at all. Yeah, um, obviously I, I, the movie I, I needs a driving force. It's yeah. the drive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, it's one of those things where people would say, and I myself am about to say it, is that. Well, it's like one of those things we forgive because it's a kids' movie and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, there is a yeah, there's a couple. There's a few of those kind of things. My favorite little bit of the movie visual gag, and the whole movie is his portrayal of like kindergartners. Oh God, that's the best! Not only were they animated like little fucking little runts, little fucking termite, little weevils. Tell me how you really feel, right? They're also chaotic balls of energy, constantly yeah. fucking subconsciously <laughs> running around and into each other, into doors, into. It was just really funny watching those kids every time it, they popped up. It is every very time. much. Tell me how you really feel. And I I do feel like the movie is a lot of like Adam Sandler obviously sees things like this. <laughs> I want it like that. I mean, it, it does feel like that. it's like, a very directional how, thing. How, how do you how do you see how do you see little kids on their fucking horrible balls of energy or whatever? Right. Yeah, right. Draw them that way, you know? You saw that like, bunny? He got fucking molested by those kids, man. <laughs> also, like, oh, what did the bunny say? Like, oh, yeah, my, my new name is, uh, what was the new name? They keep changing names on him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. I forgot too. But he just sounded so defeated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's a lot of work to be in that class. A yeah. lot of work dealing with these fucking kids. Yeah. Um, and it's funny how the the main two here, Squirtle and Leo, would uh, change to that class, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Cinnabon, Cinnabon. That's right. That sounds right. <laughs> you looked it up. It's it's actually named Nick Swartzen as Cinnabon. Are you like on a on an Adam Sandler fan page or something? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Oh my god, this guy is. I don't know why that's so funny. Oh, this guy has actually. Every once in a while, minds get through, Raph. What do you want? This guy's Uh, actually in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies, though. Who is? Nick Swartzen. Sure. Yeah, I believe it. I don't know who that is. Who's Nick Swartzen? What are we talking about? Cinnabon. Um, the guy who voices Cinnabon. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Th- he always brings... Do we not establish this already? He only yeah. brings people... I didn't likes. think it was that Sorry. deep that Cinnabon <laughs> would be one of his... Dude, watch any three of his movies. <laughs> yeah. So, I I think the, yeah. main, the main topic is, is change. Yeah. Change is... You don't have to be afraid of change. Change is inevitable kind of situation. Oh, I like 50 First Dates. There. That... Was that a... Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler? Oh, I was thinking of like... Is that a cartoon? Nope. Wait, does that? <laughs> oh, I just thought about that question from like three hours ago. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. I like that movie. I've seen that movie more, more than once, and uh, I liked it every time. Anyway. It's funny. That's like the one I haven't seen. Of course. Really? You know, why would you say anything why good? Why would you, why would you exactly. watch <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking predictable as Adam Sandler I've movies? seen like bits and pieces of it so I can kind of piece it together. Oh, yeah. You know she has a <laughs> great memory loss, right? Um, okay. Uh, what do you think of that droid? That droid was very bizarre, very future tech. Um, that droid did everything. I want that droid. Also, oh um, well, I thought it was just a drone. And it made a drone, of sorry. I, meant, I said droid. Yeah. I meant drone. I uh, based one of helicopter parents, like, literally. Um, good, yeah. But I, I like how, like, uh, with the, the breakup note. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. goes and he eats chocolate ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I like how yeah. he has a self-destructive thing. I'm gonna go kill myself on the. I'm gonna put myself in the trash. Yeah, I'm yeah. Trash now. Yeah. Do you see me? Do you see me doing this? Yeah. 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 Very toxic. So melodramatic. Oh, so dramatic. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I missed the uh, how the movie just suddenly gets to a point where like the drone and Squirtle. Obviously, they're not actually together, but Squirtle's like annoyed by it. But like. Does when did he start loving the the, the turtle? I didn't, I didn't miss that, you know? Like, oh, where no, that? Uh, there's a part, uh, I, there's like I a little that, throwaway that. line or whatever yeah. where like, oh, wow, you're actually pretty handy. Like, you're really useful. And he's like, oh, the drone's like, I'm useful. That one yet? line? That's what Yeah, the, it's yeah. like literally yeah. that, yeah. Mm, okay. Well, I was really codependent as shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> that, that drone has got issues, bro. Um. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, a lot of little funny scenes for sure that are in this movie. I can see why a kid like Leo would love to rewatch this over and over again. Uh, we get to the Everglades. Uh, what do you think of all that? Like, I thought it was believable. Like, he just freezes for like a whole day there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny when he's like, "Hey man, you're creeping us out." <laughs> yeah, man. Can you just act normal? Right. <laughs> and he does that one move on that one chick lizard. Um, oh yeah, he gets shut shirt. down. Yep. Um, yeah, or, it was the, fun. The even older lizards, and ultimately, you know, uh, movies like this who have uh, still kind of a, a bad guy in it. Again, it's really Leo that does all his own bad guy stuff to himself. But yeah. the teacher is being that one. Is that I'm glad that movies, uh, kids and movies especially, have really learned, and this has been true for children's movies for years now, but it's still considered to be a uh, current thing. Is that when they have a bad guy, certain types of bad guys or bad guys in, 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 in childhood movies, animation movies like this, is that it's better to redeem them than to just punish them and let them go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, redeem them. Make them learn well, from their teaching, mistakes. Like, right, exactly. Like, right. that's like the kind you, of shit. You, we didn't grow up with that, Rough. No, we didn't. We you did not. Grow, but you have them grow. You yes. show that even a bad person can grow and stuff like and that. And it should right? be said, there are yeah. titles that do it in our age. I'm saying not many back then. Yeah, I know. I'm, I don't write me in. 
Um, anyway, don't write me off. Don't write me off. Don't email me. That's why I don't put that email anymore. <laughs> Can't email us. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, anything else on Leo that you guys want to highlight or mention or just mention, talk about, whatever? Uh, Good job, guys. Trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, okay, I, I do have a question. Uh, yeah, who was? Uh, what was your favorite kid to like, story that he helped out? I have an obvious and stupid answer, but I want someone else to go first. Okay. Is it the the, the bully? I'm asking someone else to go first. Right. <laughs> what are, are you, you doing? Are you asking me? This isn't a guessing game. It's the bully. Right. You pick yours. You are made you, it are you, into a guessing game. No, no. I you made no, it into the right, guessing yeah. game. Are you asking me or are you telling me that it's the bully for you? Yeah. I'm asking if it's the bully for Oscar. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, don't worry about that. He says he wants one of us to Are cover. you covering until you can think of one? Is that what you're doing? Did you so forget yes. the kids already? So yes. I mean, I've got me, me personally, for me, it's the, it's the actual kid who with the drone. You know, the, the oh, yeah? sheltered one. Yeah, because yeah. he teaches them, like, just, why don't you just hang out? Like, he teaches them, like, lick your palms, get on the fence, and just hang. Just hang with me, you know, do these, like... Simple, do kid things. Go do things that you're supposed to do as a kid, like enjoy getting germs, enjoy doing all these things. Um, and that's uh, that's a really cool one because it's such an easy one to fix. But really, the person you should fix is the parents. But the fact that he just yeah. like really followed the rules super strictly, like um, never, never veered far from that. Like, hey, you're your own person too. Like, you need to go do your own things as well. Um, it felt like that as well. Like he needed to learn that you don't have to just, you can still be a kid, you know, like you don't have to do everything about your parents. Like I get like, go be a kid also, not just let them dictate every single thing, every single aspect of your life. In a weird way. I think uh, my favorite kid was going to be summer. The girl who talks too much. That's my favorite one. And it's just like, shut up and just ask a question. That's it. Yeah. That's a great, a that's a great one too. Yeah. Yeah, like a listening thing. Um, yeah, that was my favorite too. I was gonna say it's dumb because it's the first one. Um, but yeah, the first one got me the most. That one breaks the mold. I guess so. All right, that is it. Right, that's it. Yeah, we're good. Uh, yeah, unless if Luke has something else, or you. No, I don't. I don't have. I mean, I'm sure I could. Uh, if you guys send them, uh, I don't. I'm fine with it. What did you? Okay, so there was that one thing where. Uh, he liberates a bunch of animals from the birthday party mm-hmm. and he meets them in the Everglades and they're just like, oh, this is great. We don't have a master now. We have all this freedom, essentially. Yeah. And they're like, but he's like, I kind of want to go back because he still enjoyed that old life where even though he was in captivity, makes you think. Sometimes I mean, I mean, no, no, I mean, there's a real potential issue there if you really want to get into it about (laughs) being used to your own cage and your whole world being the size of your fishbowl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we could get there. But the movie has none of that in it or very little. (laughs) So, I mean, there I would love to have that conversation. I just don't think it's Leo that we should have it with. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay. Uh, But you're right. You're right. That is a little sickening, a little bit to hear that. But also, like, I get it. But also, this is a kids' movie, and it's not meant to. It could be also, be that. about you know, reach out to your elders for advice, and maybe not always take other people's advice. Because he thought he was going to die in a year's time, so he was going to escape. Because somebody said, "Oh, they live up to seventy-five years old." Listen. Right, right. It's like shit. I'm seventy-four. I'm going to die in a year. Misinformation. Whereas he finds older lizards, they're like. Pfft, 
you're only 74. You're like not even there. Look how fast you're blinking. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. um, And then, you know, maybe like don't dismiss the elderly. Sometimes they might have good advice or right advice. I mean, that's definitely Bill Burr's and Adam Sandler's point. (laughs) 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 That is definitely what they wish all kids fucking took from this this movie. Hey, hey, acknowledge me. Right. (laughs) I mean, Bill Burr's latest movie, Old Dads, is like all about that. Basically, you know, have you guys seen that? No. How many of you have seen that? I, I like the guy less than you guys do. Uh, I've uh, seen that. Hold on. Is that that? You're old. I'm old? Is that yeah. why I'm watching? Because I'm old? Yeah, I think so. I that or you really like King of Staten Island. <laughs> we said again? That or you really like King of Staten Island. So I did like that movie. I'm not, I, have I said I don't like it? <laughs> I just don't love it. I don't understand why this guy is so popular. But, like, because all he does is the same story over and over. But, like, yeah, that's the first one was King of Staten Island. He's popular because people like you, Oscar. You know that's not right. You know that's not right. Uh, But it's nice how you're trying to turn away the focus of your Adam Sandler hood (laughs) to to that. It's funny how you're trying. So you're from your birdum. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Uh, Good try. Anyway, that is it for our review of Leo, a strangely Feel good infighting movie. causing kind of movie here. Feel good. Yeah, I hope you're happy with these movies. Anyway, that is it for our review, like I said, of Leo, and that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Do not forget that we come out every other Wednesday. That also means that the next show will be the last show for the year, and it is the the uh, um, uh, there's a word for it. Penultimate. Penultimate. Thank you. Thank you. You are that. You're you right there in my head. Stay away. Uh, it is the penultimate episode for our top ten movie uh movies, TV show, and discoveries episodes that are coming out right after in January. So we're getting up. We're getting close, and we're gonna watch a lot of movies as much as we can. Next time we're gonna do a strange thing in our roster. We're still reviewing three new movies. But each of those movies, each one of those, we're gonna be is gonna be picked by each one of us. So, not one of us is gonna dictate that entire uh, episode. We're all gonna dictate it or gather themselves. So, with that in mind, Luke, what is the movie you're picking for the next review? Godzilla minus one. Wow, guys, Godzilla minus one currently in theaters. Not very for not very long, much longer anymore. But it's a Japanese Godzilla film, straight from there, straight from the factory. Um, that is our one of our reviews. Now, Raf, what is your movie review? I didn't think we were going to stick with Japanese themed, but I guess we are. Oh, you are? You're going to go with Miyazaki? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with Miyazaki. I have to. Why not? Okay. Um, so Which is that's, what? Uh, the Boy and the Heron. Well, surprise, guys. I have a Japanese. No, I don't. I was going to say, maybe I could <laughs> go with... Chinese with John Woo, but no, I'm not going to pick Silent Night. I saw that's not great. Um, I heard you. Yeah, sadly, sadly, yeah, super. Sad. <laughs> that was sad. Um, anyway, uh, so Rob, uh, Rob, what's yours again? Remind me. The Boy and the Heron. The Boy and the Heron. Check it out, guys. It'll be coming out in theaters by the time this episode comes out. Actually, right around yeah. there. Um, lastly, the movie I'm picking is already on Netflix. It is not. I'm sure it is. It has had a theatrical run. I think it's still running, but very, very limited. Either way, it's on Netflix. You can watch it now. 
And it's uh, Todd Haynes' latest film, the guy who made fucking Carol. I love that movie. Um, it is uh, May, December. May, December. So, Julianne Moore and uh, Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, check those movies out for our next review. I, I can only imagine it might be a hefty recent discoveries because we're going to be trying to catch up to the uh, to the year's film. At least I will. I know I always do my due diligence. I don't, These guys are always scrambling a lot more or just don't care. Um, we'll see what a, happens. A little bit of B. Most likely A. Um, and then, so catch us until then. I am Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. See you later. You will not remember the last hour and a half of what you have just seen. You will forget the contents of this movie. Motherfucker. Really? <laughs> it's empty. Really? I just started recording. How the fuck are that? That tracks. That rarely tracks because of the baldness. A lot of people are not bald. We just say sit down. We're not talking about you, okay? Big male pattern baldness. Fuck. Damn, that's you're adding stuff there. Horseshoe pattern baldness. Fuck. It's genetics, guys. Can't help it. <laughs> you shave it yourself. Of course, you can help it. It's because it's you could help away. it. You can go to Turkey. You are looking like a strange chia pet a little bit. It's called Bosley. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Whatever uh, Erlacher did. All right, let's do this in five. Wait, did you crack it open? Yes. Let me see it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let me see it. Okay. Hold Wait, on. is that the empty one? Drink <laughs> <laughs> from it. <laughs> A lot of pour some out over your mouth. <laughs> what do you guys call that? Drinking a thing strangely. The, when you drink it without touching, when you have a bottle, that's and a you COVID drink conscious it. drinking. I think that's what without it's touching your lips. What do you call it? Being weird. Weird, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sure it's a waterfall. It's, it's waterfall, right? Waterfalling. Waterfall. I mean, I, if someone calls it that, I would understand it by subtext. But Correct. like, I've never heard that before. Really? So, yes. what would you call it? What would you? Well, you're the one who brought this up. So, do you have a thing? Is that what it's called? Apparently, everywhere else, everyone else calls it waterfalling, except in like one part of California, they call it a birdie. A birdie? Yeah. Like a golf thing? No, like a you know how the mama bird spits into the bir- baby bird's Not mouth. Not the same at all. I know, but that's what they call it there. Uh, okay. It's and like yeah. So there are people in this city. Sleeping tonight, they call this thing a waterfall. <laughs> a waterfalling, I guess. W- was that believable that I drank from it? Barely. Barely, yeah. Hey, you met the criteria. Barely. You got a D. Right. Minus. But Plus. <laughs> you're there. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Melt a penny in your mouth with the frizz. <laughs> Right now. I don't have candy. Melt a penny. What you think I said? A penny. That's yeah. candy. But I was like, wait, I got these from the Amazon store. But I don't like peppermint. Why'd you get them then? They were free. Oh. Like, I literally went to and pick up. And they were free, a, huh? No, I went to pick up a package. And they're like, oh, here. They put up my package. I'm like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, ew, peppermint. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's so strange. Well, would have would have would it have been better if you got the movie Peppermint? No.
No, I'd rather take the peppermint candy. (laughs) (laughs) And I wouldn't want them either that much, honestly. Like, I'm a step above liking them than Luke, (laughs) but it doesn't mean I like them, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I was just curious. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Now we for sure are ready, right? So let's do this in five. Four. So we got. If I hear that fucking I, can open, Luke, I swear to fucking I God, I Luke, I will, I will fucking kick you out, Robert. I will finish this ourselves. I have to burp. That's fine. You're disgusting already. I can't stop that already. But I can okay. do the can at least. Three, two, 